and action. Go, Holman. Oh, are we starting the show? <laughs> yes, we are. Did you remember to press record? Yeah, it's recording. That's right. how they can hear us right now. Because remember that time you didn't? Uh, it was just once. It only happened once. <laughs> it was one it was too that many. Time, it was that time that they couldn't hear us because I hadn't recorded it. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh. just you and I talking to each other for like an hour. Oh, that was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not have that happen again. Okay. Hey, so what uh, did you do this week? Uh, what did I do? Are you setting me up for something? Nope. Just asking what you did this week. Okay. Well, I mean, it was somewhat productive. I launched a new video series that they'd have to go to uh, Banks Power on YouTube to see. I mean, uh-huh. I don't want to start the show by doing a plug for- Why did you, why did you ask me what I did? Other I than that, know, I didn't do squat. Because I haven't seen you in a week. Because I just work. That's all I do. I know. That's why I was like, hey, what did, what'd you do? I painted my house. Your house does look good, by the way. Yeah. It's a little white for me, but it's a lot of white. It needs a uh, needs like some more accent colors. I know the wife wanted it like a Palm Springs motif, kind of like all white. That's a lot of white. And for there's that some gray here and there, but not yeah. enough in my for yeah. my taste. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't uh, shot poorly. You shot poorly. Yeah. Oh, you got your CCW renewed. I, I yeah, I had to go do my uh, my qualifying, and uh, the man next to me was about eight feet taller than me. Okay. And all of my brass out of my Springfield XD was uh, ejecting into his cheek and his neck and burning him. <laughs> oh no! And so he was screaming like a little child next to me, and it's like, well, you could just back off till I'm done with this, you know, magazine, and then you go like bowling. We don't have to shoot at the same time. How many times you do nail him in the neck? Oh, uh, at least. Uh, 20? Why didn't he move? I, that's what I'm saying. So, of course, I was distracted, but th- thankfully, I, uh, I shot well enough to uh, to continue. And I, I took my new uh, my new shotgun out and uh, did some skeet shooting Is last week. Is that the blue one? Yeah, the Breda A400. Mmm, the Excel. That's a nice, that's a nice gun right and there. And what's different about it than any other shotgun? It's just awesome in blue. Okay. <laughs> that's it? It's uh, just, no, there's more. It's just awesome in blue. I just, uh, I just, that was a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, oh, we have some... Uh, some special guests coming, uh, I think it's this week or next week. It should be for this. I don't want to tease guests that aren't coming up in this episode. Well, they don't talk. They don't talk? No. What? What are you, what are you talking about? Uh, how about a 2020 Titan and Titan XD for us uh, to get behind the wheel of? Wow. Yeah. True? Yeah, true story. And are we going to road trip it? Um, what's Can the last we? time we went on a road trip? Uh, I want to say like 60 episodes ago. That's a lot. Yeah, you were saying around episode forty, something like that. The off-road episode uh, when we went to the, the uh, Ransburg, yeah, somewhere yeah, out there. Yeah, we yeah. went to the Husky, Husky Monument. Monument. Yeah. yeah, so we need to do that again. All right, yeah, Can we'll you line to, that up. Yeah, let's look at the calendar and figure out when we uh, both are have free time. No, seriously, though, let's re- let's yeah. really do this. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, but here's what we should do. Uh, we need a day trip where uh, we can go do something, a new experience or something, or or eat at a new place. Like what? I want our listeners. What's a day's drive from California? That you guys have something cool that we don't have. No, from Southern California. Right. Because Northern California is a day's drive. Well, I mean, maybe there's something in Northern California. I, listen, I'm just saying, let's go have lunch somewhere that we can't have lunch here. And we'll drive out. We'll go do that. And assuming that this uh, this winning suggestion, this person lives yeah. around here. How about we, we could buy uh, him a meal? Yeah, we could take him out. Yeah. Okay, I'm in. You're in? Tr- truckshowpodcast at gmail.com if you have a suggestion. Within what, what, 1,000 miles? No, 500 miles? No, only 500 miles. 500 miles yeah. in Southern California? Yeah. What's something that you have in your little town that is awesome and bomb that we don't have here? Okay. Truckshowpodcast cool. at gmail.com. Yeah. Hey, we'll, we'll bring you uh, uh, stickers and t-shirt. I think we would owe them a little more than that, wouldn't we? Yeah, we're buying them a meal, too. Like, what the hell Oh, yeah, it? okay, good point. What good is point. this, just we're handing out uh, a bread and water bread line, or what's going on there, <laughs> Lightning? All right. Uh, we can't support these people. We yeah. just want to have some fun with them. And we'll show off our brand new 2020 Nissan Titan with Ooh. zero gravity seats, the Fender audio system. Oh, oh how about that five-year, 100,000-mile warranty? Only the best in the business. By the way, NissanUSA.com, they are on dealer lots 
right now. Oh, they are finally. Yeah, finally there. It feels like forever. So uh, new uh, new exterior design, a little freshening, updated interior, that new nine-speed transmission. Ooh, you said that that was buttery smooth. Now, I have not experienced that myself. Well, you will, my friend. Okay. You will. And uh, speaking of buttery smooth, mm-hmm. how about those uh, decked drawers? So if uh, With those Texas ball bearings? Yeah, if you're looking for a, a cargo storage solution for your truck or van, head over to decked.com. Now, what if I have a vehicle, though, that's it's older and it's crappy and it keeps getting check engine lights. Then what do I do? Uh, well, then you would head over to Innova.com. <laughs> you like my setup there? That was great. Uh, or uh, in my case, because I keep my Innova OBD2 scanner in my deck drawer, I would open up the deck drawer. Uh-huh. Well, first, I would unlock the Titan tailgate. I see. And then I would uh, unlock the deck drawer, mm-hmm. which is uh, free of any dust or water or anything like that. Do you keep a padlock on it? Uh, like those big Abus round those no, don't need to. locks? No, nah, because you can't open it anywhere with the tailgate up. Oh, I see. Uh, and the, there's an integrated lock there, right? And then uh, I, I keep my uh, electronics in there. And one of my favorite electronics is my Innova scanner. So do you have like the CarScan mobile dongle for 100 bucks, Or are you or do you have like the crazy CarScan Pro 5610s that will tell you everything about everything that's going on in your truck? I've got them all. <laughs> you do. You didn't get that box from Innova that said thank you for uh, pro- no, I promoting our product? No. Oh, I have a huge I, box. It came in, it was wrapped that. with ribbons and stuff. And do you remember getting the email from me earlier in the week that said, uh, I'd really like to get my hands on one of these Innova modules oh, so I uh, yeah, can then, better maybe, speak to them? Maybe that came to me. Mm. <laughs> didn't really help me. How about uh, Innova.com? Yes. And by the way, you can not only clear your check engine lights, but you mm-hmm. can also figure out what caused the problem. They have an online database of what other people have done to permanently clear the uh, the problem. And on top of all that, it's like having your personal automotive technician in your toolbox. You mean like Repair Solutions 2, their app? iOS and Android. Yeah. Thanks to all of our sponsors, especially Nissan, for presenting Decked and Innova. And uh, on that note, we should talk about our guest today because I think today is a pretty cool show. First up, we're going to talk to Watch JR Go, John Ross. He's a YouTuber. And all I'm going to tell you is that he bought a $2,500 Nissan Titan and he's doing some shenanigans to it. All right. I like that. And we have our friend Nick Pregnance over at Calibrated Power Solutions, and uh, I hear they have a new tune for the EcoBoost Ford. So Ooh. if you're an F-150 fan or uh, have any of those 2.7s, 3.5s. There's, there's 3. not that 5. many EcoBoosts on the road, though. Yeah, sure there are. The <laughs> <laughs> most popular truck I, I can tell you one that's not on the road, uh, and it's not because one? of a check engine light. <laughs> oh, yours? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there is an EcoBoost in yours, uh, your F-100 uh-huh. sitting over at my office. All right, not, so not uh, who else do we have before we take... This oh, down we're talking to uh, we're talking to Steve at Billet Badges. Ooh, he makes all those awesome custom badges that look OE that are made out of Billet. Hence but the can, name. But can be anything I want them to be. Yes. Well, no, not anything because I can't say what they would be if you got to design them all. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we should be, hand those out as keychains. No, I don't, I don't think that Motor Trend would be okay with us handing out. Uh, uh, billet uh, sketches? Billet versions of your sketches, <laughs> ones that you left on Would they my, be in uh, 3D or 2D? Uh, it doesn't matter. It's still just <laughs> disgusting. All right. Well, before we get ourselves into any more trouble, why don't we uh, start that show? Good idea. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with truck show we have the lifted we have the lowered and everything in between we'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline the truck show the truck show the truck show oh, oh. it's the truck show with your hosts lightning and holman you were almost louder than the uh the singers would we really be called hosts are we hosts nah, i don't 
I mean, are we just guys? I guess technically we are hosts. Is it weird? Are we hosting people? Well, I mean, you're what else? We're podcasters. Well, I don't know what else would you call us. Yeah, all right, host. Dude, we'll go with dudes host. with mics. Yeah, dudes with mics. Dudes with mics. By the way, opening up at uh, Coachella. Dudes with mics. Yeah, dudes with mics. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're, uh, by the way, it's funny because everybody in the band is named Mike. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like Band of Susans? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just just like that. You ever seen Band of Susans? I haven't. So Band of Susans uh, is all guitar players with no drummer. They're really? just all, Aah! oh yeah. That's kind seven, of a, Seven dudes cool. up on stage, I think. I'm sure someone's going to call me out. I'm wrong. There's a, like, it's an obnoxious number and they're all guitars and it's just noise. No huh. drumming, nothing. Huh. Band of Susans. How do they keep on like uh, on tempo? And stuff? I don't know. Huh. I don't know. All right. Holman, word on the street is that uh, March 7th and 8th, you and I are busy. Oh, we are going to be very busy that so day. So no road trip in that weekend. Nope. Nope. Uh, unless you uh, consider going uh, 30 miles down the freeway to Costa Mesa, California, a road trip. <laughs> Not really. Oh. I mean, some people in L.A. would consider that a road trip. Isn't it weird how people who are like in metropolitan areas where they're, you know, it's, whether it's downtown Chicago, New York, like Manhattan or L.A., just going out of the city is like this big ordeal. I gotta pack a bag and all this stuff. And like, as soon as you get outside of that thirty mile radius, everyone's like, everybody nah. drives. They're like, yeah, I'll drive five hundred yeah. miles. Yeah, and no big no deal. deal. Yeah, but boy, metro people are just. Oh, I can't be bothered. That would be uh, anywhere. metro pompousness. Is that what it is? So why don't we tell people why we were busy March seventh and eighth? Uh, yeah, because we're <laughs> going to be at the Four Wheeler Adventure Expo. Yes, we will be at the. Uh, Costa Mesa OC Fair and Events Center. In That's Costa, a mouthful. Yeah, in Costa Mesa, California. And uh, by the way, uh, if you want to show up there. Me? I, I do want to show up there. You have to be there. Yes. But if our listeners want to show up there, right. I can get you in for 25% discount on presale. Oh, that's a good incentive. What do I do? How do I uh, get in? Head over to fourwheeler.com, go to the events tab, and click on Adventure Expo. When you go to sign up uh, for your tickets, type in Truck Podcast. And you'll get a 25% off. Truck Podcast is a yes. discount code? That is our discount code, yeah. Ah, okay. And check this out. I found a way for us to clear the slate of t-shirts. Well, we certainly aren't mailing them to anybody, Well, are we? so here's my thought. Yeah. We are going to do a listener meetup at 10 a.m. on March 7th at the main stage. For anybody who comes to the Adventure Expo and wants to hang with us for a bit, we're going to give them t-shirts okay. and stickers. Okay. And here's the best part. Now, we're not charging them. We're just, they're you, no, free. No, these are giveaways. Okay. Just come. So if we owe you a t-shirt, These are the ones you've up. had in your garage for quite some time? Yes. Okay. And so if you don't come, that's that's on you. Okay. So well, I feel know. bad for our listeners that are on the other side of the country. Why? Or in Canada. No. Or in Nova get, Scotia. Hey, they can drive just like anybody else. Come on down. <laughs> and, uh, and we're going to have t-shirts for you. And it wouldn't be awesome if we had so many people show up that we inundated the entire... Uh, Expo Center. Now, what if we got a guy who drove 6,000 miles? He gets two shirts. Two shirts. Yeah, two shirts. Because <laughs> he's going to need some changes of clothes right. on his way on home. back, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, Four Wheeler Adventure Expo. Head over to fourwheeler.com. All sorts of stuff going on there. There's going to be a off-road, outdoor, and adventure expert presenter series, uh, as well as over 100 vendors, which is pretty cool. There's the Adventure and Off-Road Film Series presented by Icon Vehicle Dynamics on, hey, on a little stage. I love them. Live music, mountain bike and e-bike demos, uh, adventure rig displays, uh, celebrity meet and greet. So uh, ourselves. Now, this is different than like an off-road expo, right? And This, this is more be- about the lifestyle and where the, the truck is like the tool that gets you to do all the other things you love, whether it's camping or mountain biking or rock climbing or paddle boarding. So it's basically more of like all the other stuff you like to do that surrounds the, the truck, right? The truck is... The, is not the end-all be-all. Yeah, the truck's the tool to get you to do the other stuff you love. Okay. So the celebrity meet and greet, us, 
<laughs> that's what that's not, not celebrities. All right, all right. How about okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, fine. How about Fred Williams and Dave Chappelle from Dirt Every Day? Oh, wow. Okay. How, how about those e- are celebrities? How about Ian Johnson? Oh, yeah. From Four Wheeler TV? Will his hair be tall? Uh, taller than us. Okay. And then Eva Rupert from Naked and Afraid, Adventure Chef Adam Glick uh, from Below Deck. So kind of a mix of people, but I think we're the most important people in that building. I would say that's worth showing up for. All right. How about the Craft Beer Garden? That is worth showing up for. And uh, bring your kids. There's going to be a rock climbing wall. Now, wait a minute. You went right from Beer Garden to bring your well, kids yeah, and the rock climbing. but the thing is, like, if your family's like, oh, Dad, I don't want to go to the Adventure Expo, you're like, no, there's a rock climbing wall, kids. Yeah. And honey, there's a craft beer area. With wine and beer. And then you're like, I'm going to go look at all the awesome trucks. Yeah. I think right? you can uh, wrangle the family into it. I think so. Okay. So uh, day pass. March 7th and 8th, right? March 7th and 8th. Uh, day pass, $15 in advance, $20 day of the show. Weekend pass is 30 bucks. You can also register your ride for a show and shine, whether it's a truck, Jeep, SUV, van, adventure motorcycle. There's going to be a whole corral of adventure vehicles and just a, a really cool time. So uh, so you'll want to come join us. And, and we're going to have over 100 vendors. So uh, like our friends over at Toyo. Four Wheel Parts, mm-hmm. Camberg, March 7th and 8th, Orange County Fairgrounds and Event Center, whatever it's called down there in uh, Costa Mesa. Fair yeah. and yeah. Event Center. Yeah, it's just too long. <laughs> but go there. It's going to be fun. And we'll, uh, you know what? If you're the first one to say, hey, Lightning, what's up? I'll buy you a beer. Is that the code word? Yeah. Hey, Lightning, hey, what's up? Hey, Lightning, what's up? Yeah. Right. No, I think it should be like, hey, Lightning, love the show. No, no, no. What it should be is mm-hmm. the crow squawks when the turtle turns his head at midnight. The crow squawks. When the turtle turns its head at midnight. Yep. You come up to either of us and say that, beer on us. I'll buy you a $12 craft <laughs> Eight ounce, $12 craft beer. No, they're big. Are they big? Dude. Okay, I'm in. No, I mean, these things are like 24 ounce beers. Well, they're, they're 24 they're, ounce dollars too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they are. <laughs> All right, uh, so who do we have on the show today? First up, watch J.R. Go. Holman, before you dial, watch J.R. Go, John Ross Lumbert. I want you to identify this sound. So the engine and the vehicle. Oh, that's not good, is it? What was that? Uh, not good, whatever it was. <laughs> uh, it's definitely gas. Mm-hmm. Definitely V8. Right. And that's all I got. It's an LS in what? Uh, Go kart. Nope, 1979 Rolls-Royce Wraith 2. No, that's cool. <laughs> and you can shove an LS in everything. You can shove an LS in this show. You really should. We go a lot faster than we do now. Yeah, we do. So here's the deal. Uh, John Ross goes by uh, JR, uh, watch JR go, was going to be a, well, we'll get the whole story from him. But uh, as far as I know, he started off as a moto b- vlogger. So on his, he was a big uh, street, street bike guy. Okay. How, and and somehow, how does that relate to trucks? He would haul around his bikes. In a Nissan Titan. Oh, all right. Now, now you're peaking. There you go. So he sold his Titan, which he's going to tell us about, and instantly regretted it. Mm. Then he went on a mission to find a really another one. All right, stop telling me a story. Let's have him okay, tell us. Okay, okay. All right, dial him up. Whatever his name is. <laughs> you gonna ask he, him? Yeah. Do you I even know him? How does I, he? I how did he even he, say yes to the podcast? Uh, he asked for some uh, Titan parts from uh, Banks, and I obliged. Do you I, have and, Titan parts at Banks? We do exhaust and an intake. Oh. So then he started telling me his story, and, and I go, went, whoa, 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 and I watched the video. I'm like, we need to uh, talk to you. All right, here we go. Hello? Hey, it's Lightning at Home at Truck Show Podcast. How what? you doing? What's happening? I'm doing all right. How about you guys? We're doing amazing. Hey, before we jump into this, I don't know how to address you formally. It's, it's not watch JR go, and it's not, is it JR? Is it John Ross? What do you go by? Hey, you, that guy <laughs> over there. 
I, I go by John Ross or Watts Jericho, actually. Okay, John Ross. All right, we got a quick jingle <laughs> for you. Is that your legal Wait. name, by the way? It is. It is. I had it changed. I, I didn't. <laughs> All right, don't move. Pull up a stool and share. Pull up a stool and share a, a story. story. Pull up a stool and share. How about you pull up a stool and share with us? All right, so on YouTube, you can find John Ross under Watch JR Go. You get it, the John Ross thing. Watch JR Go. Now, um, can I just call him JR because I, I'm not good with names? Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> can you give us some backstory? How, how did this whole thing start? Your YouTube channel, which is uh, taking off very quickly. Um, you were into sport bikes and you were a sport bike vlogger. Explain how you got here. Yeah, so I, I've kind of always, you know, worked on cars and motorcycles, anything with an engine in it. And uh, I I wanted to buy more motorcycles, basically. And I needed an excuse to own a bunch of motorcycles. So I started a YouTube channel. <laughs> so I could say that I was, right? I, was, I was working, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I originally it was a motovlog. And uh, I found out very quickly that it's uh, kind of difficult to just ride around and talk about random things in your environment and make it entertaining. And I was like, well, I love working on cars. Let's go do that. So I kind of changed the channel into uh, something where I just work on cars and ride motorcycles every once in a while. Now, people are wondering why we're talking to you. And it's because you were hauling around some of those bike parts in the back of a... Nissan Titan. Yes, Say you what? were. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I've had a couple of them. And so you're a Titan fan. I want to hear about that. And then in one of your videos, you, you talked about how selling... Your your last your most recent Titan was the worst thing you ever did. Yeah, it probably was the the one car that would be the hardest thing to rebuild uh, in the history of my vehicle ownership, and it, that's been pretty vast. That's not yeah. Uh, that, that's a that's a crazy statement right there. It is. It is um, mostly because of the parts. And most, a lot of it doesn't exist anymore. It was a 2005 Nissan Titan. Um, and it had every single factory option, which is pretty tough to find in the first place. You know, that rear seat entertainment and the power rear window and all that fun stuff. And then it had a bunch of parts. Love the that, power rear window, though. Love yeah, it. Yeah, it's awesome. Awesome. I wish my new one had it, but it doesn't. Um, the thing is that it had a lot of cool electronics that don't exist anymore because there's no market for them. And it had a lot of still in parts. And it seems like still in kind of pulled back from the market, too. And uh, huh. a lot of the aftermarket for the truck has just kind of disappeared because, of course, it's a first gen Titan. So I, I was able to get some of the cool parts I wanted, like the Banks exhaust and the uh, Ram air intake on the new one. I had that on the old one, loved it. And uh, and here I am with the new one. And I started looking for some of the old parts. And I was like, oh, they're all gone. Hard what to happened? find. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, exactly. Uh, Lightning, did you know that I used to work at Stillen? You did? Yeah, I did. I had a what? short stint at Still and Down by the airport? Yep. John Wayne Airport? Yep. I used to watch the planes take off and land at lunch at the little table on the grassy knoll behind the uh, the Still and Warehouse. What did you do? I uh, I hawked uh, Nissan parts. You That's were a salesman? Awesome. I was a salesperson for a while at Stillin'. Huh. Probably sold some of the parts on the truck. Maybe. You know what's funny is you, you uh, if you're in the automotive industry, uh, everybody seem has seemingly passed through uh, Stillin' at one point or another. Not particularly yeah. a great place to work. Well, why? <laughs> I just. Uh, I mean, I'm not looking you. I don't my, want you to throw shade, but like, <clears throat> is it? Is it? Why do they chew through people? Is it? Is I, it management? Well, I mean, it's been. You know, were you? I, well, were you like, straight commission or something? Oh, uh, I don't know if I want to get into that whole story. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was funny because I haven't even uttered the word still in a my very God. long time. Um, there was a lot of. Uh, I was a salesperson, and it was back in the uh, infancy of the. Uh, Let's call it the old interwebs, mm -hmm. where uh, there was online commerce, mm 
Mm -hmm. And I was hired to do online sales. So essentially, somebody would see something in the catalog. You were fleet sales. (laughs) Yeah, well, so somebody would call in from the website or would email you. That was my sale. I would get get the phone queue, and that would be my guy. What was happening is all the uh, seasoned salespeople would basically, uh, I would be out to lunch, and they'd go, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll take that from you. And so uh, tens of thousands of dollars of sales commission flushed uh, right on down through the toilet because of other salespeople stealing. And I'll never forget the sales manager there uh, who I will – funny, I won't say his name, but he has the same initials you do. Uh, JR? Yeah. And and he didn't care. No, didn't care at all. Didn't care at all. That's terrible. That that guy worked here for 20 years. We really don't care about what Uh. you need. Yeah, and, oh. and so then they gave you uh, what is it? Uh, I don't. I hate sales. I'm not severance. No, no. I got it. No, they didn't give me anything on my oh, way out. Kick no, out no, no, the no, door. no, no, no. You, you've got your. Um, uh, what do they call it when you, they guarantee you a certain amount of draw? Your right? draw. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, after my draw ended, they said, "Well, you're not. Uh, you know, we don't really need you here because uh, you can't support yourself and." You're not selling enough. And so I went, you weren't even hitting your draw. No, because I, like literally tens and tens of thousands of dollars. I had one, I remember a uh, 3.7, uh, I guess it was a 350Z at the time. $30,000 in parts all ready to go. And uh, Don't tell me another salesman stole that. Yep. He stole the and sale they, from yeah, you? Yeah, they did nothing about it. Oh, man. So always, You know how you go like- That would have been your monthly stipend. You know how you look back and you go some places, ah, I would love to, you know, I worked there again, it was great. Not that one. Not that one. No love <laughs> lost over at the old Stillen machine. <laughs> well, oh. Anyway, so there's a uh, little side note of Stillen. Well, so JR loved the parts, just not you. <laughs> Stealing. <laughs> Stealing. <laughs> no, they made, they made great parts. They had great R&D. It was just the uh, department I was in was not, uh, mm. it was not uh, what I would say uh, beneficial a, not, to my not career a, path. Not a wholesome uh, sales nah, organization? I was, I was pretty happy. Happy to leave there. Yeah, not gonna lie, <laughs> it was fun for six months. Well, Jr., sorry to take you down that uh, road right there. Oh, that's... you're good. You're good. Little did they know, online uh, ordering is like the only way anyone buys parts now, right? Yeah, it's, right. It's true. It's true. <laughs> that's the problem. Is ahead of my time. So you yep, had uh, you before the still and loaded uh, version that you had. What you had yes. some Titans prior to that? No, uh, my my new one is just kind of a cheap one that I bought and wanted to uh, you know pull trailers around and recreate a little bit of the old truck. So uh, the the first one was the perfect one. I see. And I bet you probably had like the stainless exhaust and the headers. I think there's even a blower. I mean, ah, there's I, good, the, the nice one stuff. thing I didn't have was the supercharger. Okay. Yeah, but I had everything else. And, yep. And of course, a lift. It was on TE37s, which of course nice. is one of the you know most timeless wheels. And uh, trail grapplers and a little bit of lift with some deeper springs and all that good that's stuff. A, that's a nice yeah. truck. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's a yeah, nice it, truck today if you were able to find it again. I mean, the reality is back then that was that was solid. Well, did you know the guy you sold it to or how did that go down? Yeah, uh, I didn't actually know him, but it was a local guy. And uh, he paid me what I bought it for months later with basically bald trail grapplers. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to spend, you know, the 4000 on tires. So I let him buy it. <laughs> mm. That's pretty bad when uh, maintenance prevents you from keeping your, uh, your yeah, machinery. Yeah, it does. You know, that's like all those guys who go out there and they buy like the cheap Ferrari or the Mercedes. Yes. Oh, I know a guy who might have one of those cars and uh, yeah. find out that it's the uh, air suspension or the oil change that you, makes you it. You want my car to just explode, but it's, <laughs> it's so far so good. Although my window regulator went out uh, a couple days ago. On the Benzo? Yeah, on the, uh, the Benzo. And you have no idea what it costs to replace. What about your accumulator? for the suspension are those, those are fine those are fine Ooh, really i thought you're, you were, you're doing well yeah yeah I, I i changed one okay the day i got it yeah. it was like the day after i got it it was 200 bucks it was not a big deal all right that's not bad i mean not, there's wood right here i'm knocking on it yeah not, say, say it again jr 
Is this an ABC suspension car? It is, yeah. It's, uh, okay, okay. I, we haven't talked about it here. I know Holman's been bugging me forever. It's an 07 SL55. Ah, yeah. Love that car. And it's a, it's Rocket. I may have just done some stuff to the exhaust Always and the be crappy. Yeah. That's no, what that ABC <laughs> suspension stands yeah. for. Man, that stuff is awesome. Yeah. And then when it goes bad and it like tanks the value of the car by like 50% because I it's so expensive. I would not have purchased the car had I not had a friend that is the uh, lead mechanic at a Mercedes dealership. It definitely helps. Yeah, so that definitely helps. <laughs> and so our friend JR on the phone here, he uh, he would have needed a friend at Nitto, and he could have kept his uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Titan. <laughs> Absolutely, so, yeah. So the, the, uh, your, your original uh, Titan, the fully loaded one, drives away, and, and he hits the, he smashes the gas, and you hear that amazing V8 rumble that only Nissan Titan has. And By the and, way, yes. first-gen truck was amazing because they literally... Uh, the Nissan engineers wanted it. I, I can't remember the exact term, but um, it's uh, something aggressive is what they, they entitled it. But they mapped out what the aftermarket sound of a Flowmaster, I think, two-chamber was. Mm. And that's what they made the original truck sound like. So when the Titan came online in 05, there was nothing that sounded as aggressive as a Titan. That was yeah, badass. It's a massive growl. And it's raspy, you know, because it's dual overhead cam. That 5.6 V8 is pretty bulletproof, too. And I mean, what a sound! It's it's probably one of my favorite sounds. So he goes around the corner, and your head slings low, and you just That's... hear. <laughs> oh no no no! I... What he what he heard was a dual overhead cam, five point six yep. liter V eight squealing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I uh, I stood in the driveway, watched the driveway, and I was like, mm, mistakes were made. Oh man! <laughs> now so this one cost you. It's an 05, right? So you just pick up this yep. 05, and it was 05. what. 2500 bucks? 2500 bucks. Okay. Yep. And yeah. where'd you find it? Uh, a friend of mine was, uh, he picked it up uh, a few weeks before I bought it from him, and he was going to work on it. And uh, he cleaned up a couple things and then threw in this house so he could buy another car. And uh, he offered it to me for 2500 bucks. And I was like, bring it right now because I need a truck and let's make this happen. So I, it's one of those like PayPal him the money, truck was there in 20 minutes, deal done kind of things. And so what's the plan for the truck? Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure how far we're going, but I sort of want it to be a pre-runner at this point instead of like the nice lifted stance. I was thinking about, you know, uh, getting rid of most of the front bumper and doing a, a pre-runner bumper, a tiny bit of lift, and uh, maybe some more aggressive wheels and tires, maybe some methods and some Grappler X3s. Now, where, so, where are you, where are you we'll based, see. JR? Wichita, Kansas. Because that doesn't sound like a SoCal, I mean, that's something that's it very SoCal. Very California build, and there's no In all fairness, actually, he's uh, on the west side uh, of Kansas. The west side of Kansas, yeah. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, I, I, I was like, where are we going to do uh, pre-runner things in Kansas? And they were like, the ditch beside the turnpike. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I love it. That right. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, I'd like to have a cool little uh, truck that can go fast off-road. And so the YouTube channel has been growing at such a, a fast rate. Everyone's following along your builds. You you did the crazy 1979 Rolls Royce Wraith yes. with, a, with an LS yeah. swap. You've got a 40 XP. You did a Camaro. You, what are there some of the other wacky builds you've done and uh, that your audience has followed along with? Well, the LS6 swapped Rolls Royce uh, has been pretty much the last 30 days of nonstop work. We built it for uh, Cletus and Cars. If you know uh, Garrett Mitchell, uh, Cletus McFarland. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. So we built that to do the burnout competition there and uh, we got it finished up about, well, the night before the event. And we were like one test. So we took it out, did a couple burnouts and it, the Holly was being a little weird on throttle tip in. 
And we were like, let's do one full throttle launch. And we changed a couple settings and went out and launched it. And it just ripped the entire rear end out from under the car. <laughs> I mean, we're talking, yeah. I think, I think that, uh, you yeah. guys need to do the burnout competition by pouring a really cheap champagne over the uh, back tires <laughs> instead of water. That's right. Yeah, we were talking about bleach sprayers, but champagne sprayers would be way cooler. You know what it. you should do is you should spray the crowd in Grey Poupon. Yeah. <laughs> that, that that'll be your victory idea. lap. You can go around the K rails around the outside and high yes. five people from inside the car after the burnout and hand them uh, little bottles of little uh, bottles. Bond. Yeah. Yeah. We will never also, forget. Uh, it has a uh, nitrous outlets, nitrous system on it. I bought the engine with some solenoids, so we ended up putting the whole rest of the system on it, and we were going to wrap the nitrous bottle with a grape coupon label. Of course. <laughs> so. Of course, you were. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's on my to do list. So, uh, yeah, and then we built a few other things. Next up, we're, we're going to do some crazy things like put a motorcycle in a jet ski or maybe put a boat on top of a Ford Explorer. I don't know. We've got some ideas. <laughs> Wait, what? A boat? We, we were just going to, yeah, we were just going to go buy like a $500 boat, cut it in half, basically cut the, you know, the top of the chassis off the Ford Explorer, set it on it and go drive it around. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're in. <laughs> Sounds fun, right? Hey, would would that be uh I believe the construction of that would be called Bodhi on frame. Is that what that is? Bodhi on frame. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Bodhi on frame. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Watch JR Go is his YouTube channel if you guys want to check this out. So the, the Titan is really going to kind of get – it'll save the day. It's the parts runner right now, right? Absolutely. It's doing a ton of work. We, I mean, we had it on the bump stops yesterday. Nice. So, okay. we, yeah, 1,800 pounds in the bed or something like that, and it, it didn't love it, but it was definitely putting in work. You know what's funny, though, is the, the Titan, especially that era, were way overbuilt for what their uh, specs are. So you can actually get away with doing a whole bunch of really cool stuff with it. Yeah, yes, uh, unsafe stuff. Now, look, look, look <laughs> you're, you're going to start making some money here on this YouTube channel thing. What's sure. to stop you from going out and buying a 20 Titan? Uh nothing actually that that's it's definitely a cool truck i was just you know missing the first gen and when the opportunity came up i took it um I, i'd love to have a newer one too especially one of the cummins ones so uh i'm here on ebay and uh i just <laughs> oh. searched for you uh nissan titan still in parts and, i bet you did and i found for you a uh 04 to 11 still in differential cover and it's uh Ooh. buy it now for only 233 bucks so if no. you need a little wow. rear end style I that's, think that's, that's, a, a, that's a little pricey, I think. Well, that's super pricey. That's, I'm just I think saying. that's more than it costs new. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to help you help a brother out here and you know, uh, see what it kind has of... a factory cover and a factory cover is a like finned diff cover that probably cools the fluid so, pretty well for what it is. The reason why that happened is because the early trucks they had a Dana 44 based uh, rear axle and the Dana 44 wasn't really uh designed for uh you know 300 and whatever horsepower and, and oh, the torque yeah. of that day, yeah. plus the tire yeah. size. And so even us at Four Wheeler Magazine uh, broke a ring and pinion towing uh, <laughs> on a stock truck. And so one of the fixes after that was to put the uh, fin diff covers on from the cool factory. Cool it down a little ah. bit. Gotcha. So there's a little, little Titan history for you. Unsolicited. Unsolicited. Yeah. So how much are you going to be doing a fair amount of coverage on the on the YouTube channel of the, the buildup of the truck? Absolutely. I've got new seats here. Um, we've got some Infinity QX56 seats, and I'm going to go find nice. the seat harness. Yeah, so we've got the heated leather, and I'll swap those in. i kind of go grab a couple other OEM parts that this one's missing, and uh, uh, there's a few other things in the pipeline for that truck. But hey, yeah, we uh, also just wrapped it. Uh, it. It's a white truck, and it was an NCRI, you know, the disaster recovery company? No. 
Oh, well, they're a, like a nationwide disaster recovery company that does like flood recoveries. And, you know, they, they go make sure your house doesn't end up full of mud, uh, mold after it floods or, or if there's a mudslide or something. Sort of important. Yep. Yeah. So it was one of their trucks. It was a fleet truck. And you could still see all the graphics that were kind of baked into the paint. So we just wrapped it uh, black gloss metallic. So it kind of has a gold sheen in the sunlight and it looks new instead of looking deep. <laughs> gotcha. How many miles were on it? Yeah. 183. That's not awful. Yeah. It's not awful. No. But it's kind of like, I mean, that's what a bulletproof engine. I'm sure it's stock and oh, yeah. still rocking and rolling. Oh, yeah. those, those things will literally uh, go forever. That's a great engine. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to be following along the build and uh, we're going to wait for the uh, the Bodeon frame build as well. <laughs> Coming up. <laughs> can Coming I, up. Can I, uh, can I interest you in some more eBay parts before we leave? Sure. What do you got? What I, are you looking at? There we go. How about the. Uh, Nissan Titan 04-11 still in FF8500 front and rear fender flares. So Set, set of four. There, I think there's a company called ATC. I don't remember exactly what it's called, but they build pre-runner fenders. Uh-huh. And I've been kind of look. The tab's still open in my browser. Oh, okay. All right. So you're not going to spend the <laughs> $316 on the still in fenders. All right. Uh, then how about uh, this? This might be interested, I- interesting to you. Um, sure. How about... A 2005 still in Nissan Titan original magazine article from Motor Trend. Uh, it's used but excellent condition for five dollars and ninety five cents. Uh, available on eBay today right now. Oh. That's a that's a deal. Hey, the, it's hey, cl- clearly a deal. They own us. You can't boo. Cheer. Oh, I can't. Oh. No, the crowd has to cheer. Oh, okay, well. Yeah, buddy. Oh, I think oh, they need to cheer. No, right? They need to cheer. Right. Yeah, thank you. Not every day. That you can find a Motor Train article about a still in Titan online, okay? Yeah, that's true. Enough. That's yeah. Enough. So were you just I, re- I, were you just reliving like your uh, your your sales days, without the crappy uh, old men trying to outsell you? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, what? I, just forget you. All right, I, I just want to show you that I'm not a shill for Stillin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to sell me another Stillman part? John can eBay? get a N1 front lip underspoiler air dam one piece fits the same Titan 277 bucks. Or how about my personal favorite? Nissan Titan chrome body side mold uh, molding uh, for oh, 65 no. bucks. $65? Oh. Yeah, absolutely. No chrome. That's <laughs> awful. I just just finished getting rid of all the chrome except yeah. for that. I got to do a bumper I still. All yes. right. Duraflex 4 inch yeah. off-road bulge f- uh, front fenders. Three ninety three. I mean, there are a ton of <laughs> Nissan Titan little gems here on eBay. Absolutely. the The one I need to find is the supercharger, or uh, I guess a couple of people have done LSs. Uh, front bumper cover for an 04 to fifteen Nissan Titan, primed and ready two seventy two. Who made the supercharger for that? Uh, well, it was a still in design. I don't know who the uh, maybe Magnuson at the time. I can't remember. Mm. I believe it was a. It's centripetal, I think. So it might be. Oh, you're right. I, it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it, not so Procharger it, either. Vortec. It was. It's probably a Vortec. A Vortec it's be a or Vortec, a. Uh, uh, what's the other one? Power. Power. Power Dyne. Maybe a Power Dyne. Gotcha. Uh, I they're out of business though. Power I Dine. forgot that the, those were centrifugal. And now I remember. And thank yeah. you for reminding me because I uh, I now have the image of that sitting in the engine compartment with the uh, belt off of it. <laughs> and the cast aluminum housing and yeah. oh yeah oh yeah everyone would polish them <laughs> they'd be all pretty they would be pretty yeah oh. huh. hmm. yeah, I just I just went back to memory lane there for a minute that was pretty cool <laughs> that's it all right Jr 
Well, thanks for checking in with us. Appreciate it. Congratu- congratulations on the success of the channel. And uh, we want to know when the uh, Bodhi on Frame happens. And you can use that. Uh, We're going to give that one to you. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll let you know for sure. I'm excited <laughs> about that one. I, uh, I had another $500 boat recently that we flipped, but we'll find another boat we can cut up and not feel bad about what, it. What you need to do is you need to find like a vintage Chris Craft rotting away in somebody's barn. And then that will, you know, you'll make a lot of people cry, but I guarantee you exactly. it'll go viral. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man ruins priceless boats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but your uh, your your channel will get up to a million very quickly after that, I'm sure. I'll be filled That's with haters, though. That's it. All right, That's my friend. I'll be mad. All Thank right. you, guys. All right, you're the best. Thanks. <laughs> Have a good one. All right, you Bye. too. Bye. Bye. Watch JR Go is his uh, handle on YouTube. Check it out. Holman, well, there's some serious <laughs> happening in the truck world. Yeah. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Uh, uh. Oh, there was no synchronization. No, I was trying to... Uh, 110 episodes we've been doing it together, I, I, and that you just broke it. No, 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 I didn't break it. I was you trying to... completely uh, severed it. Extend it. You've destroyed it. No, it's all good. Uh. Do you really think no. that I broke it? I wouldn't break it. Yes. Doesn't sound like me. Oh, you ruined it. Try it again. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Just so it's Why? different. So we have a little levity, a little fun. Why? A little fun. Have a little fun in the Truck Show podcast. Why? Because people like it. You stood at the Mona Lisa mm. and you spat at it. Nah, no. She winked at me. <laughs> she winked at me. <laughs> hey, uh, did you hear? No, I didn't. Uh, apparently, uh, the new Toyota Tundra in Tacoma will have turbo power. No kidding. I don't know that if that's a big surprise to anybody, but uh, I think it is, isn't it? No, I don't think so. I think oh. people figured out that. I the... mean, I knew it all along. All right, it right. was a hunch. <laughs> <laughs> was it a good hunch? Yeah. All right. How about uh, Atlas Motors? Well, I uh, heavy don't duty. know if I'm aware of Atlas Motors. Yes, we've talked about them. They're the uh, heavy-duty electric truck manufacturer out there in the uh, Mesa, Arizona area. Okay. We have their CEO on, I think, in two episodes. I mean, I'm very familiar with their work. <laughs> what's, uh, what's fascinating is uh, last week they- Are they electric? Or are they hydrogen? Nope, water? they're electric, full okay. electric. All right. But what they're doing is they're focusing on battery technology, and they have created a battery system, according to them- that can fully charge an electric truck in 15 minutes and give you 500 miles of range. Does that change your thought process on electric tr- trucks if uh, you have a 15-minute fill-up? Blows me away. I say false, not possible. Hmm. Well, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have them on in a couple weeks because I'm I'm definitely uh, curious about this. Their battery pack uh, has several capacities, so between 300 and 500 mile range or so. And uh, it's it's built more like a heavy duty truck. The uh, the frame rails are actually fourteen inches tall. Okay. So while to everybody, hide the batteries, well, I think part of it's the batteries, but it's a heavy duty truck. So the it's a skateboard platform, but yeah. the, it'll be body on frame. So you're talking about uh, Silverado or Ram, like thirty five hundred HD, something yes. like that. Yes, okay. something in that class. Wow. So uh, anyway, there's there's a bunch of information that's and they uh, can charge it up in fifteen minutes. Uh, there's a bunch of information that is trickling out. No. 
I say that's not possible. All right. Well, we're going to have them on the show because I want them to talk to us about uh, why they're different than everybody else. I'm going to announce them. Hey, guy that says uh, he can do something that's not possible. <laughs> not possible, guy. <laughs> okay. What if he changes your mind? Then I will give him a, hey, guy that just convinced me of something that wasn't possible 10 minutes ago that now is possible. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a jingle for that? Uh, no. You should. I should. Oh, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, hearing uh, rumors from the rumor mill that the six-speed Eisen transmission- Can you imagine working in the rumor mill? Uh, God, it's loud in here. <laughs> what are you doing? Making rumors. No, I don't think they make it that way. I don't think there's a rumor machine. I think it's just a bunch of people yelling. Uh-huh. But they do it through like telephone, right? Like a string on a can. Okay. And then they yell rumors. <laughs> and then they, yeah. <laughs> and whatever comes out the other end, that's that's what gets put out in the world. No kidding. Yeah. Is that I'm, how it works? I'm going to start a new rumor. Yeah. I hear the uh, Eisen six-speed in the Ram HDs is Dunsky. No. People love that transmission, don't mm-hmm. they? Yeah, but you got a 10-speed now in the GM products and mm. in the Fords. Yeah. Just not competitive. That new Cummins is awesome, but I think it's let down a little bit by the transmission. So hearing rumors that- What's the solution? Uh, possibly a ZF 8-speed. Really? A ZF? Uh, or what if I told you there were rumors- Why are you talking so slow? That perhaps it could be an Allison transmission. Oh, that would freak people out. Now, this is all rumor mill stuff. Yeah. But I'm just saying. How much do you think they pay people in the rumor mill? Uh, not enough. Like minimum wage? Well, it depends if they're, if they're pushing an agenda or not. I see. Are they shills for the company that are testing things by leaking it out into the world? Or are they people that are uh, clandestinely spreading information that is secretive? You tell me. I'd You're just, in that I don't world. know. I, well, I'm you not going to give you all my secrets. people with cups and strings? Hey, I know what happens when a briefcase gets dropped and I pick it up. Yeah. It's called theft and you go to jail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, for those who are uh, F-150 fans out there, uh, spy photos have started to emerge of the 2021 truck, which is the uh, mid-cycle refresh. Hmm. And I'm hearing some pretty uh, spectacular things about drivetrain. And uh, Now, wait, when you say hearing... How I, do you I know? Haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, but I, you haven't seen them and you're hearing things. But what I can tell you is mm-hmm. I have seen a picture of the interior, and the interior is completely refreshed and has a big old screen. Really? A big old screen. Like, like, like 10 like, inches like by like 10 Ram? inches. Oh, like the new Ram one? Uh, more like the Titan. Okay. Yeah, oh. we're really high up on the dash and, and big and- Oh, and landscape. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty good. Huh. Looks looks pretty solid here. I don't know if you've seen it. Let me take a look there here. There it is there. What in the what? That and, Well, that's very Ford, though. I mean, that- And uh, check this it's out. Got the, it's got the uh, rectangle events all the way around. What do you notice about the instrument cluster? <sighs> There's no analog gauges on it. Full digital. Oh, my Lord. So are truck guys going to want that? Or do they like still having gauges? I personally like having- uh, mechanical looking gauges, mm-hmm. even, a, even though you know it's being powered by yeah. the ECU. Yeah, I still like ha- watching the needle sweep and stuff like that. Um, I'm not a big fan of the full electronic cluster, so mm. I don't know. I'm sure it'll be an option on. An I think we're going that way. Truck. Just no, better get used to it. I know it's le- it's easier for them to just plug a screen in and then just to make needles on little springs and little motors and servos and all that stuff. Right. I get it. Didn't mm. make me happy, but I get there it. is something about the motion. Of the of the needles moving, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they try to replicate that with, you know, it's not the same gauges. Well, you know. because some of the trucks are so fast and stuff, the refresh rate of the screen, if it's not high enough for what the vehicles are physically capable of, they'll stutter and skip as the as the uh, uh, the panel, the screen tries to catch up to mm-hmm. what information that's being asked to display. So, I don't know. What else you got, Holman? Uh, I saw a, a uh, article on uh, on on the 
Interwebs mm-hmm. that was talking about Chevrolet Silverado Thieves disable OnStar tracking, but I thought that was stuff that had been fixed. So mm. as we get into this whole over-the-air update and and you know all this digital world, what happens? Can somebody just go and steal your car? I mean, we've seen several different uh, car companies where somebody uh, has a key box that basically can record the signal coming out of a key and they can steal your stuff and replicate it. Uh, Is that what was happening? Because I recall a few years ago when there was kind of a, not an epidemic, but there were a lot of, not Silverados, uh, Tahoes and things like that being stolen where they weren't using a key. Right. They and had they, like an electronic they, box. They weren't using a, a Slim Jim mm-hmm. or a mechanical device and they were just getting That was happening on a lot of Jeeps, away. especially down at the uh, border down by Mexico. Oh, so, and then, uh, you know, just going back to uh, over-the-air updates, I had, you know, we have the Ram uh, 1500 Rebel, the long-termer, mm-hmm. and it's got the 12-inch screen in it. And uh, it came on and said, you have an over-the-air update. Would you like to proceed? And I pressed OK and then waited. And it was like 15, 20 minutes, and then it popped back on. And then it, like, the functionality of some of the stuff was restored, but then it was like the heater was locked on 80 and I couldn't move any of the buttons and all oh, this stuff. No. And it took like another five minutes of it going through a, a reboot and all that kind of stuff. It was fascinating. It was the first time, I think, in a, in a modern uh, vehicle um, from one of the big three or even the big five in terms of trucks where an over-the-update came while I was driving the vehicle. And it was sort of interesting. Well, interesting. And then it eventually fixed itself. But it was just like I was driving. There's no radio. There's no climate control. Climate tr- control came back on, locked on hot. Seats were hot. I mean, it was just like, what, what's what going if, on what here? What if it locked you at 80 miles an hour? I, who knows? You're going on a long road trip. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So anyway, it, it's, it's just- kind of like when you update your iPhone, you need to pick out just the right time, right? Yeah. And when- Like I'll, not between, you know, when your battery's low, not between Wi-Fi or cell signals, not be, right? You have to kind of be- But then I panic. Like, I'm like, oh, well, I'll do it at night when I go yeah. to bed. But then you go, wow, what if it doesn't reboot and I don't wake up in the morning? The yeah. alarm doesn't work. Exactly. So there's well, never well, a good And time. that happened with Apple at one point where uh, they didn't update and it killed everybody's alarms and like- Millions of people didn't go to work, you know, that day or something like that. So anyway, back to this GM story. Um, it sounds like uh, thieves are targeting Chevy Silverado models through uh, North Texas with the OnStar anti-theft system failing to prevent the pickups from being stolen. Huh. So they're somehow getting into the OnStar module, which is separate from the truck's ECM, the truck's brain. Right. And they're communicating and, and, and defeating it somehow. That's very interesting and scary. So uh, there was some surveillance video of the incident, and it showed that the thieves managed to circumvent the anti-theft system. Within three minutes, they were able to pop the lock, pop the hood, change the computer, disable OnStar, and steal his truck. After talking to police, uh, the, the gentleman who had his truck stolen uh, said that this was not a isolated incident, that these guys are pros, and they all did the same thing. No glass was broken, their keys weren't used, and OnStar was disabled so fast that a lot of these people said OnStar's last known location was in front of their house. Mm. So I don't know if they're swapping the OnStar module or or something under the hood. And then so uh, they went to GM for a uh, statement, and GM's statement was they were working closely with law enforcement in Texas to understand the details of the theft methods being used. Mm. Now, do you suppose they're, this is happening in Texas because the trucks are just ending up south of the border? Uh, I mean, maybe, or maybe they're in places where there isn't a lot of uh, 4G Connectivity, ah. so the cellular system, you know, is weak. Maybe it can't get out to, you know, report itself to OnStar. So I don't I have no idea. I mean, it's weird. But they're getting in, so the horns not honking, alarms not going off. No one knows no, they're working yeah. on it. They just uh, drive away your truck. Hmm. So anyway, I'm kind of curious if any of our uh, listeners have had any issues like this and what their thoughts are. Also, that and 
Tell us what you think about the uh, the digital screens coming into vogue and, are you, and your are you guys dials okay? going. Yeah. Are, yeah. Are you okay with no more analog gauges? I don't know about that, right? Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. That's truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Or leave us a voicemail on the Five Star Hotline, 657-205-657-205-6105. Five Star. Five Star. Five Star. Hotline. All right. Well, uh, who do we have up next? Let's give Steve a call from Billet Badges. Billet badges are these uh, those things you can put on your car to say anything you want that look like OE but are better. Better than OE, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Dial in. Hello? Mr. Steve Smart, Lightning and Holman Truck Show Podcast. How you doing? What's happening? Good, good. Fantastic. Hey, before we can talk to you, we've got to play a quick intro because you are an entrepreneur. What does it take to be an entrepreneur? Are we happy with that? We, <laughs> yes. we just, we just that debuted <laughs> a new jingle here on the Truck Show Podcast. Steve, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10 for the best jingle that has ever introduced you, where would you put that one? <laughs> Uh, I'd say a nine. How's that? Oh my gosh! Well, <laughs> that means fantastic. he that means he had one other intro that was a ten, though. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's lying right to us. <laughs> yes, he is. He doesn't want to start the. <laughs> he hated off every that. moment of that. It's the first time I've ever been called an entrepreneur. <laughs> but you are. I mean, so we've got a bunch of different intros that we play for different people. We try to find the one that fits the best. And you're a dude that you and I had a, a, a discussion back before I built the Rock Crusher. And which, by the way, is on his freaking site, Holman. Did you see that? I did see that. I didn't. I was very pleasantly surprised about 90 seconds before dialing the phone on his styles and finishes button on billetbadges.com. The freaking rock crusher sitting there. Oh, well, I'm just surprised that yep. he would actually take that abomination and promote his business with it. What are you talking about? <laughs> so here's the thing I had known about Steve and Billet Badges from SEMA and some other places and knowing guys who had used his services to make custom badges, whether they they looked OE or they were fully like crazy with a bulldog or something, just whatever was uh, fit the motif of their vehicle. And I called up Steve and he, it was a kind of an interesting story. He had been burned by someone prior to me at, at K-Rock at the radio station when I was still there. And they asked him to do some work and make a K-Rock badge. And I don't know what it went south or whatever. I'm like, so I had to backtrack. I'm like, I'm not going to burn you. Like, I know how good your stuff is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do my solemn pledge to really promote the business. And then you handed him money. Um, <laughs> I built the Rock Crusher and uh-huh. showed it solid for two years. Okay, and promoted billet badges everywhere I could possibly. And uh-huh. I don't know if it turned into return on investment for for Steve, but I will tell you that I was so vocal about these badges and so stoked when they arrived. I showed them to everybody who would look because. He makes jewelry. Now the problem your, with them for is your car truck. They actually, they actually don't say billet badges on them, and some of them are so good and so OE with little tweaks to whatever the customer wanted that you may not even know that you've seen his badges before. We see them really all, cool. We see them all over SEMA all over and the don't place. realize yeah, it. 100%. And so I know that that Like kinda, on Max Grundy's Dr. Pepper truck. But see, that's not good for- But yep. Steve has a rough time getting the word out because they are that good- People don't know where they came from, and unless you read the fine print on someone's plaque in front of their show car, you're like, "Where did you get that done?" Because everyone wonders where these bill, where these where these custom badges came from, and some guys don't want to share. They're like, "Oh yeah, it's well, you know, it's custom." Because guys don't like giving right. up their mojo, right? Yeah, and so here's Steve trying to make a business. So 
He's an entrepreneur and who is. Can we play that jingle again, just so we're clear no, on no, what just, he is? No, just one time. That's <laughs> it. One time deal. I yeah. feel like it's in my head. I need to. Can we earworm really? it? Well, yeah. Really? You yeah. sure about that? What does it take to be an entrepreneur? <laughs> what does it take to be an entrepreneur? Quit your job and get a loan, and don't let anyone tell you you can. Go into debt and don't back. Don't worry, there will always be another crappy job. This is what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Oh, sorry, we did that. So, that Steve, do you, you want to do you want to tell us what it takes to be an entrepreneur? <laughs> He's like, "What have I done? Yeah, this is a horrible business decision." So, <laughs> so I I feel like I'm more than a customer. I am a huge advocate for what Steve makes. But are you his friend? I don't. I mean, I'd like to be. I don't know that I would say that we're great. Business acquaintances? <laughs> Can you have a great business acquaintance? <laughs> I don't hey, know remember what to that call Steve? It's awkward. Remember that time when we were going to finish my F one hundred, and you're like, "Dude, Steve at Billet Badges yes. is going to make you new Fender badges mm-hmm. for the F one hundred, and the truck's still sitting there." Not Steve's fault. No, no, he has nothing to do with it. I know, but I just remember the time that I was going to actually have a Billet Badges product on something I own. It's going to be incredible. I think it still could happen. All right. But I'm not going to ask you. Until the truck is done, we're not going to go to Steve to ask Which is why we haven't asked him for badges yet. Exactly. He's on the phone. You know that, right? He can hear what we're saying. Is he still on the phone? (laughs) Yeah. We should probably talk to him. Yeah, exactly. To each other. So, Steve, let's rewind the clock a little bit and go back to when you had a day job and you're like, this sucks and I want to go make a widget. And how did you start? How'd you get into billet badges? Um, Well, I bought a brand new 2003 Super Duty back in 03. And I didn't like the badges on it, and I actually liked the stripped clean look. And I actually don't like badges and emblems. I wanted to strip them all off, and when I did, there was a bunch of holes back there. And I'm like, well, I can create something cooler than this. So I uh, drew something up uh, in Pro Engineer. I'm a, a CAD engineer, so I, you know, in my regular job. And so then I had a buddy of mine machine it out for me. And the next thing I know, everybody's asking me, hey, where'd you get those? Where'd you get those? And I was like, well, I made them. And they're like, can you make me some? And that was the beginning of it. So and I haven't looked back. But at what point did you say, I'm going to quit the day job and, and go pursue uh, my dreams of doing my own thing. Cause that's a, that's a big leap of faith that a lot of people just don't have. They love the security, they love the health benefits or whatever it is. And you're like, I'm going to go do this. I think there's a, a vacuum for something like this. Probably did this, you know, nights and on weekends. And I had my day job. Uh, I did that for about four years and then, you know, 2008 hit and the company that I was working for got bought out and they laid off the whole engineering staff and, they gave me a nice little severance package and stuff. And I was like, well, you know, the economy sucks right now. Let me see if I can make a go of this and buckled down and, you know, a lot of help from my wife <laughs> to cover bills while, you know, things were tough. You know, I have to give a shout out to my wife because she really did help out tremendously. You know, once I got a good foothold, then, you know, things have started to grow and, you know, then I've taught myself machining and bought my own mills and, You know, I've got two mills now and a shop and uh, a paint booth and all kinds of stuff. So we're all in-house now. Uh, We have about 2,500 square foot facility now, and we just keep growing. It may not sound huge to some who, you know, big warehouses and Amazon, you know, distribution plants that take 
city blocks long, but your parts are very small. So you don't need a ton of space necessarily to do what you're doing. And no, no. Take us back to some of the first badges that you made for either show cars or were there any badges that that you made for, say, a Riddler or something like that 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 you were able to parlay into some uh, some notoriety? Yeah, like what were the first? What was the first badge you did that actually got your phone ringing, where you were surprised? You were like, "Man, I did this for a friend, or I did this for somebody who asked as a side project, and and now I have twenty orders." I'd say the biggest one was uh, when we were on Chop Cut Rebuild. Um, they actually came into our shop and you know did a like a ten minute segment of you know how we make the badges and all that kind of stuff and. Uh, we did it for a SEMA project vehicle for uh, Classic Industries, and it was, uh, you know, in their booth. But the main thing was is they actually, you know, kind of did a, a tour of our facility. And, like, right after that episode aired, our phones, like, just blew up. And because then people, like, actually knew, well, this is where I get these emblems made. That was probably a big turning point for us. Go back to the bat. You've made, I'm sure, what? 10,000 badges since you started or what, oh. what more? <laughs> Probably more. <laughs> okay. Are there any that stand out that like, I can't believe I pulled this off or, or like which ones were the most complex? I mean, I'm guessing there's all sorts of levels in of complexity. Uh, and I know that some of them have, you know, uh, a painting finish process. Some of them are all black. Some of them are chrome. Some of them are polished. It seems like yeah. There's so many different ways that you could present them. Are there any that are like, you know, this one takes two steps and this one takes 42 steps? Yeah, there was, um, I just did one for a customer in Australia. He had uh, a 60s model Holden and it had a really uh, crazy like checkered flag design with the engine call out, um, you know, the cubic displacement in the flags. And he wanted that exact same emblem made but he dropped a 454 Chevy motor in it now, and he wanted to say 454 instead oh, that's of cool. 263. And what made it difficult was the thickness of the badge. You know, it was real thick, so I had to get in with, like, really small tools uh, in order to, you know, get in there and cut it out. And so I had to buy a bunch of, like, real long-reach small tools and make very small cuts and, you know, it literally took days to cut these things instead of hours. <laughs> oh my gosh, is that is that the longest that it it's ever taken you to do a badge? Um, yeah, I'm actually working on one right now that's uh, almost uh, almost two inches thick for an old GMC truck, and being complex to say the least. I've already scrapped one uh, chunk of material, and I'm working on the second set right now. <laughs> so so not and, being a, uh, a CNC operator myself. Um, you're not? No. It turns out I've <laughs> not never. Not even a little bit. Nope. I can't even <laughs> add numbers together, let alone program a machine. Uh, you know, maybe walk uh, our listeners through the process a little bit. Is there a right way and a wrong way to attack the design where maybe if you start from one direction and try and do something, it might not come out the right way, but if you go from the other side or does... Do you put in what you want the final shape to be and the computer figures it all out? I have no idea. Um, well, I create the 3D model in uh, a CAD system like SolidWorks or Pro Engineer or something like that. And we create the 3D model, and then you import that into CAM software. And the CAM is a computer-aided machining. And 
that software then takes that geometry and then you select the surfaces that you want to cut out and you select the tools that you want to use and it creates what they call G-code. And that G-code is what the machine reads and follows as it's cutting away. Without getting – go back to, to how people submit their art – you don't have to have an illustrator file. You don't have to have an artist do it. You have taken tons of napkin sketches, like literally oh, yeah. on napkins, and the guy just traces, you know, whatever it's a bug or it's a snail or whatever it is that um, the theme of his vehicle, a bumblebee, something like that, or or something geometric. Like cool, a uh, Bronco here with a squirrel, it looks like. There's a, a ton of hat. stuff, right? And there's intricate ones where it's syndicate edition, which you did for the square body syndicate and mm-hmm. at our truck club. And that one is that one's not just a piece of billet. You've carved out every individual letter, but it goes back to someone just can they can turn in a just a crappy JPEG or something or a screen cap from their phone, and you can turn it into an amazing piece of piece of billet. Yeah, people have literally sent us, uh, you know, like old vintage emblems that are just you know a photograph. Oh, I like this emblem on this old Pontiac. Uh, but I wanted to say this, and I wanted to put it on my, you know, GMC truck, uh, that type of thing. And we'll, you know, do all the artwork and stuff for them and send renderings to the customer and make sure that, you know, it's the style and look that they're after before we uh, start machining out anything. So How about our part uh, of the whole design process? Our friend Matt DeAndrea and his Lightning. He's got a bunch of uh, awesome yep. billet badges on there. Oh, did you, did you did Matt's? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So the F one fifty badges. Yeah, we did badges, his lightning say, and his, we did his Cobra as well. It says F one fifty supercharged. He's got the Ford emblem, the SVT emblems, which is pretty cool. Looking through your uh, your Instagram, of I'm tripping on our, this fr- one. our yeah. friends at SEMA. Yeah, I'm tripping on this one. He did a uh, International Harvester SVT. <laughs> yeah. A, a, yeah, a Raptor. The, that thing looks cool. It looks like it is that on a a Scout or something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah, the guy took a um, a Ford Raptor. He took the body off of a Ford Raptor and then dropped a, a Scout chassis or, or body on top of the... Oh, my God. I'm did, looking oh, at it you, now. That oh thing is insanity. God. You guys have to go to Billet Badges, uh, at Billet Badges We need to Instagram. find this guy and talk to him about this monstrosity oh. because it's it's both scary and awesome all at the same so time. So did you also do the badge, the Interraptor badge? Yes. <laughs> that was part of the International Raptor. It was all part of the same uh, job. Oh, so do you see the... Uh, they replaced all the International badges with... In- Interraptor. Do you see this one here? It's the Ford Oval with the Knight, N-I-T-E, like the Knight Edition, yeah. inside instead of Ford. So that's kind of cool. Oh, that for, is cool. Because that's a that's a fairly rare vehicle. It's the Knight Edition uh, uh, Broncos and uh, F-150s. And it looks like you've done quite a few for our friend Max Grundy. I saw one uh, on your homepage on the website, but now I'm seeing another one on your Instagram. The detail work, Steve, is, I think, something that sets you apart. I've always loved your work i know back uh well even at you know the magazine uh diesel power we used to do stuff with billet badges i believe you did the one on D- one of david kennedy's uh fumman swaps either suburban or or um his uh obs ford i think had your badges on there yeah we also did the diesel power challenge trophies too that's right ah. i forgot about that <laughs> Man, that talk about the uh, the Wayback Machine. I do remember those. I still have one in my office, <laughs> an extra one. There's uh, there's one floating around the office around here. It used to be in my office, and then I, I don't know if KJ has it on his desk or what, but there was one left over here from uh, we the, should put the it, We should days. put it in here. 
We should. I should we, just go we steal need stuff. it. Yeah, I'll just go steal it right off the floor. So, Steve, what does someone do? Uh, what what steps do they take if they've got an old truck that they want badges for? They've got a resto model, whatever it is that they're working on. Do they email you? Do they go on the website? Because um, I notice you don't really take quotes immediately. You've got to look at it and and kind of assess the art because. I know that you can make a, let's call it a rectangular badge that's a little less expensive than, say, where the, the individual letters have been cut out. Or like, like a 3D badge that involves a lot of different detail and colors and all that. But what, what process do, do, you, do you go through with your customers? They review our website, but then uh, when they're ready to give us the information for what they want, we have a, a custom quote form up on the upper right-hand corner of our website, and they can click on that, and it kind of steps you know, walks you through the steps of, you know, what shape badge do you want? Do you want an oval? Do you want a shield? Do you want a rectangle? Or do you want something totally custom? And there's just a bunch of radio buttons just to kind of get a general idea of what they're after. And then they can let us know, you know, what size, what shape they want, what they want it to say. And then it takes you to the next step, which is the finishes. Do you want it polished? Do you want it powder coated? Do you want it painted? Um, You know, whatever finish you want. And then uh, there's also an area where you can upload images. So if you have a um, an OEM badge that you want to try to replicate that's obsolete or uh, maybe it's one that you saw on our website and you just, hey, I want this exact same badge, but I want it this color, they can upload those images onto the uh, quote form. And then uh, at the very end, they just you know add in all their contact information and then uh, Michelle, our quote person, will uh, go through these quotes. She reviews them with us if she has any questions, you know, regarding the design. Uh, but for the most part, she'll just go through and handle all the quotes and let people know what it will cost. And if everything looks good, then we send them an invoice and get the order placed. And what type of uh, paint are you using? Is it automotive? Is it enamel like I'd see in a you know lapel pin? Or w- what are you using so the paint really stays uh, vibrant, bright, and glossy for the longest time. Yeah, we use automotive grade. It's PPG paint, so it's okay. automotive paint. So if people want, they can order like OEM colors to match their car. You know, we just need a paint code, and, you know, we can paint it to match their vehicle. All right, and then what's your lead time typically? If I were to go on the website, uh, let's, let's say the process. Don't not, not, be in a hurry, Holman. I, I, Don't I, rush I, good things. I know, I know. But I'm just saying, if I'm so <laughs> excited and I go and I fill out the form of the radio buttons and, and get that in there from the time Are I— Are you going to ask him to do a truck show podcast uh, I, emblem? I wasn't because I wasn't going to uh, uh, use our friends for evil like okay. that. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> uh, so if I were to put it on the website and upload what I wanted, and uh, from, from soup to nuts, what is the typical time frame for— Maybe uh, your average badge. I know you don't have an average badge, but just what could somebody expect? On average, I would say we're running eight to 14 weeks right now. Wow. You got to have some patience. Yeah. How many CNC machines do you have? We have two of them running right now. So this is the thing. Here's the thing about what what Steve did. He left corporate America, right? Being a, you know, head honcho programmer or whatever he did. Right. Something special. And then he says, I'm going to, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to make the best of uh, the best part that I can. Yep. And I'm going to do it at the speed I want to do it. Yep. And I'm not going to work weekends. Yep. And he and it's, he's been incredibly successful. So it's like I mean, it sounds like a good life for me. That's what I'm saying. 
except that now I'm working way more than I did when I was <laughs> <in corporate America. laughs> I think that's what happens, though. I, I was just wondering, you know, if uh, what were the lyrics of our new jingle for Steve? Get yeah, it's a uh, quit your job, get, get a loan, get, get a loan. There'll always be another uh, crappy job. Crappy job. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the skills. Well, he doesn't need to go back though. That's the thing. What Steve? What's the most expensive badge you've ever made for anyone? Ooh, I like that question. Uh. Well, the Max Grundy truck, that was that was up there. Probably one of the more expensive badges we've done. Um, now, wait, do wait don't gloss over. That's all, <laughs> hold on, don't gloss over. Are you talking about a grand for a badge? How about this? No, no, no. Let's, let's, let's give him a little wiggle room here. Okay. What is your price range from your entry-level badge that somebody might request all the way up to maybe what your two-day uh, – Run on a so from deck. a stock piece of yeah. like uh, an oval power stroke or something, something that he's got yeah. in stock, yeah. all the way up to a Max Grundy, but not um, necessarily Max Grundy's truck because we don't want to dime out what Max <laughs> Grundy paid for. I it. do, <laughs> I know you do. Yeah, I'm trying to say, I'm, I'm trying, trying to know. Keep everybody honest here. The prices started about fifty bucks for our, you know, oh, wow, that's really reasonable rectangle badge, uh, you know, with an unpainted finish, like a brushed unpainted finish that you can finish yourself or just leave it like that. So, and then they go up into, oh, into the thousands. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, but you're paying for that quality. Yes, you are. You can't get but, it, especially if you have a bad. On average, I mean, in reality, you know, average price is somewhere between 150 and 250 bucks. Okay, yeah, okay. so, so, so that, don't be good. scared off. Yeah, 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 yeah. right, of course. But I, I just wanted to add the, add, add, ask the sensational <laughs> question. But well, but here's the deal. Like, if nobody makes that badge, which on a lot of classic trucks and cars, that yours, exists. Yours. Mine. Nobody Your makes nobody makes those because the 67 was a one-year only, um, and nobody repops those. And they're impossible to find because what happens is, um, I what I found is that the driver's side is less, even more rare than the passenger side, because as people looked over the right shoulder to back up, they would hit the front fender of their uh, trucks. Oh. And so it's really hard. You can find passenger badges all day, but not necessarily driver's badges. Okay. So anyway, but for, for guys like me or for other people out there who have a classic truck or car, this is a godsend. This may be that last piece of the puzzle to get your project built. Because how many people have built a vehicle and went, I'm missing the trim. They don't make that piece of trim. They don't make that badge. So to me... The the price of feeling finished is is well worth it. Well, I had a customer with a, I think it was a '67 GMC truck, and he had the custom deluxe truck, and it had a special custom badge on the fenders that was unique to that one year. And you know, just like your truck, he can't get them. And the ones that he had on the truck were all pitted and cracked. Yep. And, and they're all pop uh, metal, so it's not like yeah, you they're can, all pop metal. Yeah. They were cracked and bent, and uh, so he sent me the one that was in okay shape, and he asked me if I could completely redo the badge for him, and I reproduced it exactly to the original, and then instead of it saying custom in the script across the top, he wanted that same script, but he named the truck Flow. So he wanted to nice. say That's FLO cool. instead. So, you know, most people, when they look at it, they'll think, oh, he's got the original badges on it. But it's like, no, they're actually full custom billet ones. And until they actually read it, then they'll see, oh, hey, this is something unique. So something we like to ask all of our entrepreneurs is, do you have any advice for somebody who is thinking about jumping out of the safety of the co- corporate world and starting their own business? 
um, (laughs) you got to do what you love. Um, you know, if you don't love it, then you're going to die. But this is one of these things that it's, I love what I do. Um, I've always been into cars. I'm a total gearhead. I, you know, went to school for commercial art and design and I wanted to be a car designer and, you know, design cars. And, you know, I couldn't quite do that. Uh, but this was my own way of being able to, uh, you know, add my little touch to car design. So, and it's one of those things that you got to have a passion for it. You got to just love what you do. And I think that's why I work all these crazy hours and, I don't know. It's just the passion <laughs> that you got to have. Well, make sure you keep taking to... those weekends off. <laughs> I have a yeah. feeling he's at work. He's just not answering the phone. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last question for you. Well, it's, it's, it's a uh, three-parter, very short. What are you currently driving, Steve? And then what is your favorite car and favorite truck? Well, uh, you won, you won, you won, yeah, I'm sorry. You won the lottery, by the way, is, is if, so you can buy any car truck you want. What are you currently driving and then what are you going to buy? Well, I currently own my 03 Super Duty. I still have it. It's a six liter diesel. Everybody boohoo's on the (laughs) six liter diesel, but it's been a great truck for me. I haven't had uh, any problems with it. Did you bulletproof Uh, it? Yes, it's been bulletproof. I was asking you my question too. I uh, actually did the head studs uh, while it was still under warranty. Um, I was able to the dealership was, you know, said I had a head gasket leak. And when the, um, mechanic was, you know, swapping out the head bolts, I just handed him a handful of ARP studs and conveniently walked right past that sign that says, uh, OSHA does not like customers in this area <laughs> with a pocket full of ARP head studs. He ducked under the yellow plastic chain, Yeah, the plastic just, chain yeah, with, yeah. The, with the, with the, the white placard, uh, yeah. plastic placard hanging off of it. <laughs> but you know, I, I was proactive. Yeah. I put the, coolant filter on it and uh you know i had an early 03 so i had the good egr cooler so i didn't have any problems with it um didn't have any problems with the oil cooler uh the only thing that recently went out on it was the high pressure oil pump uh but that's one of those things that went out on the o3s you know and i have 150,000 miles on it it still have all the original injectors everything it's been a great truck all right. Well, if you had to replace it, not that you want to, what would you what would you replace it with? It doesn't have to be new, by the way. It could be like something old that you or, found or at you, or, or you could just decide to keep your truck. No, that's fine, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't trying to stump you know him. What? I just thought it'd be interesting. I'm going to get inside of his head because he deals with a lot of guys with a lot of cars. Oh, yeah, so, absolutely. And trucks. Yeah, I honestly, I bought that truck because I like that particular body style. I didn't like the... I don't like the newer Super Duties, honestly, and I've always been a Ford guy, so um, been Fords all my whole life. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd stick with my my old Super Duty. I just, you know, it's a good little truck, so it's been good to me. So I'll I'll hang on to it. All right. So what, if you won the lottery, he's just he's, he's just, just keeping the he's money. He's keeping the money. He's going to Hawaii. I mean, that's yeah. What, yeah. <laughs> he's, not, he's not swapping out well, anything in his garage. Well, what I would probably, if I won the lottery, I'd finish my 70 Roadrunner that I'm working on. Oh, <laughs> see, yeah, something. there there's we go. A story. Please tell me it's a, a manual trans car. Oh, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a five-speed. Nice. Her shifter? Um, well, I, I got a Tremec five-speed in it. Okay. It's got a 6.2 Hemi out of a 06 Charger. Oh, okay. Well, well it's like rust modded then. It's, that's cool. Yeah. We had a guy in uh, high school, I think when I was a sophomore and he was a senior, 
and uh, he had a uh, 440 Roadrunner. It was the blue color. And the last day of school, uh, my freshman and sophomore year, he would uncork the headers and ah. drive in, and uh, you could hear that thing from so about loud. three miles away, because <laughs> it's basically a NASCAR motor, right, you know, and drive it in and set off every car alarm on his way into school. So we would uh, know he was coming, and this has got to be the, the the absolute like echelon of being cool, right? All the kids can hear you, so they're on the balcony of the second story of the math and science building, waiting for you to get there while your sound waves are, are, are you know, <laughs> preceding you, and laying waste to every car alarm within a quarter mile. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> so you need to do that. you got to uncork the headers there. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with getting old, though, is loud cars starting to bother me. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Yeah, well, you know, I, 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 I can't tell you uh, that I disagree. I put copious amounts of uh, sound deadening in the uh, in the '67. But it's the it's the feeling you get. I get it for day in and day out. But one on a weekend on a Saturday, make it loud, <laughs> loud and proud. Oh, yeah. There you go. Loud and proud. All right. So if you guys want, well, you can see pictures of my Roadrunner. It's in the the gallery. I'm uh, I'm scrolling through now to see if I can find it. Look at it. SEMA builds. All right. Let's hold on. Check that gallery. out. Gallery. So billetbadges.com media gallery. Oh, right You'll there. Let me click there that giant yeah. button. Hard to miss on the bottom. So, which uh, the SEMA 2019 it's, gallery? It's which just one? the one. It's like on the cover. It's the burgundy colored. Uh, oh, she's Roadrunner. she's pretty. Oh, that thing's that's a good looking car right oh, there. Wow. Yeah, you need to finish that, Steve. Absolutely. All right, if you guys, uh, if this intrigues you at all, and there's a project you've been working on, and whether it's new or old. Uh, and you need a custom badge, there is no there is no alternative. You need to go to billetbadges.com. It's the best in the business, period. I hear they make great anniversary presents. <laughs> <laughs> so? uh, and then uh, as far as uh, Instagram, check them out. They are, uh, it's at billetbadges, right? Yes, at, yes. B- at billetbadges. All right, Steve. Well, thank you for uh, allowing us to check in with you, and congrats on the success. And uh, I, I just, uh, if you guys want some eye candy, it, follow the guy on Instagram. The stuff is just amazing. And uh, Jay will be calling you shortly with his order for whatever he needs. Uh, I already <laughs> hit him up about that. He's he uh, strategically not responded to, to that request, which I, I respect. Oh, is that what you did? You said, okay, I'll go podcast, and then I'll just put him on the air no, and no, ask him? No, I'm not getting. I'm not asking him. <laughs> he was a weird one, and uh, I, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna pay him for it <laughs> <laughs> this time. <laughs> yep. Oh, all right, Steve. Well, thanks for putting up no. with us. <laughs> No worries, man. I'll take care of you, Jay. Don't worry about it. I'm not worried about it. You're the best. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> talk to you soon. Uh-huh. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Holman, you remember when we were kids when uh, talk show hosts would dip into the mailbag and phys- physically pull out like a uh, a letter, right? And Nope. Don't, you don't remember that? No. You must be so much older than me that- uh, <laughs> but, but then how would you remember? Oh, anyway. Do you want to get into the mid-box? Wow. <laughs> that hurts. You email? Yeah. All right, who's going first? You can go. Okay. I always like dancing, man. This is a good groove. You got the slow groove. This is a good good jam. Your head is just bobbing slow. Yep, just hanging out, man. Yep, just doing a (laughs) podcast. Don't mind me. Uh, Jason writes, love your show for all the information behind the scenes and what goes on at auto manufacturers. So I'd love to hear this. I'm a big Ford fan, and I have one question that I've never heard covered. 
on the 2020 Ford Power Stroke. Is the engine torque limited in the lower gears or do you get full torque from the start like the new GM Duramax? And thank you, Jason. Does the Duramax not torque manage? I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, the 2020 is no longer torque managed. The 2017, 18, and 19 were. Hmm. And I am going to guess. How I'm not going to guess. How I don't are know. they not torque managing when first gear is lower? Jason, we're going to find out. Jason, I don't know if I agree with my man Lightning here. I think everything's torque managed. Uh, well, you were the one that announced on our show uh-huh. that GM was not torque managing the 10-speed. I actually don't remember that either. Well, you did. Did I really? And I, that is, that is, that they have claimed that that is the case. I am going to uh, reach back in time and call some people <laughs> and find out what the story yeah. is behind that. Because uh, Well, that's what he's basing this on right here. No, I think it's, it's common knowledge now that the 2020 Duramax uh, is not torque managed. Now, I don't know if it's through the entire gear range or it's just in the lower gears. Uh, we'll have to do some reconnaissance and a uh, little research and get back to you about the Ford. This is really uh, one of those things where so much information passes through our brains and into mm-hmm. the show that a lot of times it's water under the bridge. Yeah. And I don't remember. I call it a shunt to ground. Is that what it is? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got one here. Oh, talking about the bonus content on uh, on our recent podcast where you and I debated whether or not we should do the factory tour at the end. Uh-huh, yeah. And you wondered if anybody's going to make it to the end. And I think that they're all liars. No one did. Uh, Trenton Oolsley says, bonus content, finisher. I'd ask for a sticker, but I know you won't get around to it. Nope. But in case you do, here's my address. Thanks. And that was from Trenton. Easter egg is the subject line from Evan. Hey, Holman and Jaboobly, loved the show last week, and I stuck it through the entire way. I know Lightning didn't want to know how we liked it, but I'm going to say anyway that it was great to listen to. Oh, look at that. Keep up the great work and mounter those parameters. Mounter, monitor, key, engine, parameters. And I'm always giving you guys five stars. Five star review! Five stars! Thank you. Got one here from uh, John Gamble, and it's uh, entitled The End. Yes, I heard it to the end and still trucking pissed. More than ever, that there were no Titans or Frontiers at the San Jose Auto Show. And yes, those huge progressive dice damping machines are impressive. And that was from John. If you remember, he had uh, sent an email asking, hey, I went to the Nissan booth and no trucks. But I think that's because uh, that show happened right in the switchover. They didn't have any 20s out yet, but they weren't going to put a 19 out there. And the local dealer may not have had any, so they didn't want to promote them. So that's probably what happened. This one's from uh, Jeremy, titled Five Stars. I am one of the 10 people that made it to the end. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. That was it? That was it. Oh, you read another one just for, oh, just really? for a bonus. Okay, yeah, I'll okay, give you okay, a bonus that's one fine, there. That's fine, that's fine. This one's from uh, Sam Houston. Sam says, uh, you guys asked listeners to check in if we made it to the end of episode number 107. Well, it's 6.02 p.m. on February 5th on my commute home, and I just heard you guys ask for a check-in. Yeah, buddy, made it to the end. Yeah, buddy! All right, well, how about one from our buddy RB, also known as Popeye, a.k.a. Ray? Says bonus episode, two mm-hmm. thumbs up. Okay. Says I'm glad Sean prevailed on keeping the bonus track in. I enjoyed it a lot. Besides being interesting, it's cool to let the mind's eye generate the series of images as Sean describes them. Fun and good for the brain. Uh, good episode overall. Thanks again for keeping TSP going. It's becoming an American institution. <laughs> yeah, right. Thanks. Uh, by Appreciate the way, it. he adds to our comment about tire inflation. Uh-huh. I'm actually with Jay on the tire inflation thing. I always go with the max that the tire manufacturer recommends, at least for cars. Take a look at the photos in this tire rack info page of increased potential for hydroplaning 
with low inflation pressure. Well, we don't live anywhere where it rains, so we don't worry about that too yeah. much, right? And since when is people, why would people call me Jay all of a sudden? Although he says trucks are a different matter given the widely varying loads they operate under, i.e. if you have a load rating e-tire on a truck, has no payload, and is not towing, then yeah, I dropped from 60 to 45 to 50 or so, and that came from Ray. See? See, he's my peeps. No, right he was both of our peeps. No, he's my he peeps. He gave me some props, gave you some props. Ray, you can call me Jay anytime e- you want. He was equal opportunity. DRL, subject line from Ron. Um, so when we make things idiot-proof, like automatic headlights and switches, they just make better idiots. Laugh out loud. What do you think about manufacturers just wiring the taillights to the DRL so they're on all the time? Why haven't they yet? And five stars. Five star review! Five stars! By the way, Lightning, I have a 97 f 2573 with a Banks kit on it, and Holman, you'll, you'd possibly recognize it as my wife and I are part of the Fast Friends Greyhound adoption. Oh, yes. Used to uh, be a placement rep and place uh, greyhounds into new homes. Did you really? Yeah, we rescued them from the uh, tracks in Arizona and Tijuana. When did you have time? Uh, I don't have time anymore, <laughs> okay. which is which is why I don't do it. Gotcha. Uh, very cool. All right, uh, how about, uh, it's, you know, it's funny, it's people you hear from or connect from that you maybe uh, are from a different part of your life, mm-hmm. you know, like my automotive and greyhound worlds don't really cross over that much. Right. But to hear somebody who's like, hey, I know that guy, that's, that's kind of That's funny because cool. this one is from Liz and it's dated 1991. Holman, you're still a dick. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, well, that sounds about right. I was a, uh, let's see, a, uh, a freshman in high school, <laughs> so that would make complete sense. Right. Uh, all right. Travis Baker says, new listener with a burning question. Says, dear Holman and Lightning. Thank you. Yeah. I just started yeah, listening. Not cool. I just started listening to the truck show. It's the first podcast I've ever listened to. I don't have anything to compare it with, but it's definitely entertaining and interesting. I'm only on episode seven. Oh, wow. You've got a long to go. way to go. And it's lightning in Holman, just so you know. Uh, so I apologize if my question is something you've already covered. I'm hoping with your impressive industry connections, you can help me answer a question that's been eating at me. Ever since Ford announced the Tremor package, I've been trying to understand why in the era of throwback models do they not call it the high boy? Someone at Ford had to have the thought of that too, right? I know the high boy was never an official Ford model, but it might as well have been. Today, the name is synonymous with the coolest and arguably most capable factory-lifted three-quarter-ton trucks ever made. Seems like a huge missed opportunity. I guess either way, I'm just excited to see Ford building such a rad truck. Now, if I can figure out how to afford one, thanks, Travis. And I would say I would be shocked if they didn't talk about high boy. But you also wonder, you know, Tremor was a more recent trademark. Ford may not have had the trademark for high boy, and that may be mm-hmm. something else. So... Um, I agree. Miss opportunity. If they had the ability to call it the high boy, that would be uh, pretty rad. Yeah. That's rad twice in, uh, in the you. last uh, 45 seconds. No subject line in this one from Lars. Hey, guys, you should get Fred and Dave from Dirt Every Day on sometime. Well. Well, we've had them on just not in a while. How about we do this? We should get them to a live event sometime soon. Yeah, like maybe March 7th or 8th at the Four Wheeler Adventure Expo. Thanks for the lead into the plug <laughs> right there. March 7th and 8th, uh, Holman and I are going to be down there at the Orange County Fairgrounds, like you said, at the uh, four-wheeler adventure. What is it called again? The four-wheeler adventure expo. You were so close. I was close, yes. And don't forget, if you do uh, pre-sale, head over mm-hmm. to fourwheeler.com, click on events tab to the adventure expo, and uh, you can pre-register online. Please use truck podcast for uh, a discount code. 
March 7th and 8th. Now, 10 a.m. on March 7th, that's the Saturday. Yep. You and I are going to be handing out those shirts yep. and stuff. And I'm going to so, make a- At the uh, stage. I'm going to make a Facebook uh, meeting thing on our Facebook page. A Facebook meeting thing. Yeah, I don't know that's what That's the called. technical term yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, What is it? A, a Facebook meetup? A, it's just a- uh, Whatever. Make a post. A, make a, uh, an event. The event. Facebook, a Facebook event. event. That's yeah, what I'm going to do. There you go. All right. I have one here from uh, James Ambrose. Says, uh, what's up, Jaboublian Habababa? Mm-hmm. It's James from Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. I'm finally up to episode 93 and can't wait to be caught up. We'll make this quicker email than the last time, I promise. So right in the email, I found the Motor Trend store in the Truck Show shirt. But why was it so buried in the store? I couldn't get the filter to pull up by show, so I had to scroll through a ton of pages. I was going to ask if the shirts were in the site in this email. But the real reason of the email is to ask, what the heck did you two do to me? Since I started listening to your podcast a month ago, I can't stop staring at all the cool trucks on the road now. I never did that before. Every Ford Raptor seems to beg for my attention as it screams past me, especially since my work van, a 2019 Ford Transit, I can only drive up to 69 miles an hour on the interstate. <laughs> oh, no. I even saw Ram SRT on the way home today, and wow, it sounded great. Anyway, thanks for the great work you two are doing and all the time it requires away from your family. Yeah. Five stars. Buddy. I think you did it out of order. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag yeah, buddy. And then what do you say? Five stars. The five stars. Five star review. Five stars. And that was from uh, James. And James is uh, plugging our store. So uh, store.motortrend.com. It, you should be able to search now. I think we have it fixed. Uh, in I these... did it right before the show. It does okay. work. And yes. you can put in truck show podcast. And I just wrote truck show. Truck show. Just uh, go to the search box, enter truck show, and our merch should show up for you. It does. Thanks again for all of your emails. We love hearing from you guys. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, what do you say we get on the horn with Nick over at Calibrated Power Solutions? The tuner guys? Gentlemen. Is Nick. this uh, Nick Pregnant? What's up, man? You got me. Fantastic. We're doing amazing. Hold on one second. You got lightning and hold it for the Truck Show podcast, but we've had an intro for you. Don't move. Welcome to the parts department. Screw, nut, filter, oil, grill, tools, wheels, tires, brakes, lights, gears, belts, and your wife warns you not to. Don't you spend our money. And then you want to come back. But I think our wives are happy about us calling Nick at, from Calibrated Are Solutions. you ever going to change this joke? No. <laughs> no it's every, every single time, I'm going to say our, our wives, wives are, are happy. Either, well, sometimes they're pissed. Yeah. I think this time, I don't know. They might be I, pissed. I think they're happy. We, no, ha- we drive too fast already, no, no, so no, maybe no. they are. They're happy because they drive in EcoBoost F-150 and Nick just hooked them up. Oh, is that what happened? I think that's what it gotcha. is. Now we're talking. <laughs> What's up, man? Sorry for the stupid radio banter. <laughs> hey, it's all right. I'm used to it. You know, I've been on Paul's show a few times too. So. <laughs> oh, <Right>? hey. <laughs> <laughs> now we love Paul. So, so Paul's been on our show. Obviously, Paul from uh, from Calibrated and uh, Duramax Tuner, and uh, you work over there too. And you guys have some pretty does, cool it's stuff. It's the Diesel Performance Podcast, correct? The Diesel yeah. Performance Podcast. Right. The great thing about podcasts is you can listen to as many of them as you want. So it's. I don't feel like it's a competition thing, right? Like you get no, money. no, we're all friends. We, we no, actually, F that guy, F that Paul guy. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, uh, hey, Lightning. I mean, I yeah. say that twice a day at work. <laughs> um, he he got uh, he got Nick on the show for us, so we. I was kidding. Thank was him. Clearly joking. Thank yes. him. All right, well, hold on. Can I, can I thinking, take? Can yeah. I fix that? Thank that guy. Thank him. Thank that guy. All right, we're good. We're all good. right. <laughs> You're screaming in Nick's ear, you idiot. You were screaming in my ear a minute ago. This is a bad start. <laughs> yeah. a bad start. Let's talk about turbos and tuning. Yes, let's do Come that, on. please. Let's get to that. Let's get to that. 
Are you, you guys EcoBoost fans? Well, I mean, kind of. <laughs> I mean, I've got one. You do have one, but it's sitting. It's not really connected, right? It's as sit, much as it is just sitting, sitting in a uh, in, my in a sixty-seven F one fifty F one hundred F one. Sorry, F one hundred. Yes. Yep. Oh, oh, nice. Uh, nice. It's got Raptor turbos, and it uh, is a great paperweight at the moment. You could do a Gen two style with the port injected and the direct motor. Uh, it's a Gen one crate motor, uh, but okay. then we put Raptor turbos turbos on it, so this has the uh, I believe the. Uh, Analog wastegates on it. I think is the best way to describe that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, and unfortunately, it's just sitting over at banks, mm-hmm. and just uh, it doesn't collect dust because the car wash guys come through every Friday and they clean it. Oh, thank it's you. It's on jacks now. I didn't know that. Uh, but it's just, uh, and I did talk to Bob Robe, who is mm-hmm. the the guy that created your your intakes, yes. and they're almost done. And I okay. think we're. I think we're gonna fit, but that's not what we're talking to Nick about. Not no, yeah, truck, poor right? Nick. He's like, what? What is this house yes. cleaning you guys are doing over no, here? This, so this so, sounds mildly interesting. So I, mean, I, 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 I am, am intrigued. A, I am a fan of the EcoBoost. In fact, the 2015 first gen of the F-150 was our truck trend pickup truck of the year, and uh, we've okay. also had the Raptor. So obviously, second gen yeah, yeah. was our, uh, I believe, 2017 four wheeler uh, pickup truck of the year. So I've spent a Raptor. year. Yes, I've spent a year in both of those vehicles. Um, so a lot of seat time, love the, the power, the, uh, the performance, and, uh, I feel like, uh, you could get a little bit more out of there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm from Calumet and power, right? Where diesel is the background of business. So been doing diesel since 2007 turbochargers, big torque, right? Like, you know what diesel guys like. So the EcoBoost platform, it was a natural, like one of those things I always wanted to get into and was tinkering with, but wasn't adding it to our catalog. I like the EcoBoost platform because the wide torque curve, any turbocharged direct inject engine is like, as far as a diesel guy, it's the easiest gas motor to jump over to in my Absolutely. opinion. Absolutely. Very, very diesel-like. It's almost, it's got a very diesel-like power band, except it'll yeah. rev 50% faster. <laughs> it's That's definitely accurate. got a yes you're looking at 3500 rpm like duramax coming and holy cow that thing goes right to six grand yeah absolutely yes. and uh yeah it's it's nasty so so that was a natural draw and then you know the easy link platform is something we've been adding our files to and once i saw easy link was you know adding a bunch of eco boost support for um, for their hardware i thought this is kind of a natural time for us to go over and pick up a Raptor and pick up an F-150 and, you know, put some miles on these things. I see what this was. It's all an excuse to get a new truck at the shop. <laughs> I didn't buy one, believe it or not. Oh, really? They're like, they're everywhere. Everybody I know has got an F-150 or a Raptor. So they're all like, you know, take my truck for a few weeks, drive it. I actually just got back from the snowball run in, in the UP of Michigan. Like Uber. a 1,700 mile. Yeah, what a blast, man. <laughs> Awesome. Took the Raptor up there and, and got to got to rock and roll in it. But uh, it's yeah, it seems like you know everywhere you look, there's an EcoBoost crawling out of the woodwork. So well, let, let's talk about the EcoBoost specifically on this one because that's and by the, the way, this yeah. is for two seven and three five applications, right? Two seven and three five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what are we looking at? Um, stock horsepower torque before and after um, your your tune. It really depends on what kind of fuel you're looking to run in the truck and what generation. Really crappy fuel from no. uh, 76 <laughs> with uh, some water in the tank. Yes. Some a little extra water just to keep things cool. Absolutely. <laughs> so the factory trucks, you know, they're rated the Gen 2 trucks are rated at 375 um, at the tire, you know, at the at the crank from the factory. Um, 
usually dyno somewhere in the 340, 345 range. Which means they're healthier than 375 from the factory. They run good. They run good from the factory. I mean, anybody who you talk to switched from a V8 to a 3.5, anybody who I've talked to, I should say, usually is surprised and is impressed with the powertrain. Natural good starting starting spot, right? As we start to add power to them, you know, they came up pretty easily past 400 horsepower, and we weren't getting any indications that, you know, temperatures are getting out of control. They were getting any uh, instability in the combustion process, you know, no knock retard, none of the usual turbocharged indicators of, hey, things are getting getting hot here. No so, crazy cylinder pressures? No crazy cylinder pressure. So we're still in the stock. Um, the cool thing about the EcoBoost is there's a lot of safeties in the, in the platform. The factory uh, Ford controls afford a lot of safeties. So we can see, you know, where Ford sets these safeties as far as timing, combustion pressure limits, uh, temperature limits, you know, when they start to pull power back and when they start to pull their ask back from the wastegates and the throttle. And so we can decide how far we want to push the thing and we can get a pretty good sense of, you know, how fast we want to spin the turbochargers, how fast the factory spins the turbochargers. So as we're starting to lean on it, it's just kind of like it takes the power really well. <laughs> really, 100 horsepower is pretty gravy. Um, and that's that's with, you know, nothing special fuel, 91 octane. Of course, we're not advertising you should tow with that, but part of the reason that platform works so well is because there's so much built-in overhead. You know, you got a 13,000-pound tow rating on the newer trucks. The turbochargers are bigger, like you said. You know, you got your Raptor turbochargers on your project truck. Um, the older trucks had little 35 mil units on them, and the new ones are 41 or 42 mil, depending on you know if you got the HO or the standard output. You're talking about the tune, the um, not to tow with a hundred horsepower tune. What, what you just knock it? Do you have multiple levels that someone can choose from? I kind of want you to talk us through kind of the purchase decision of somebody who would want this. A, you want more horsepower, but is it is it safe? How much do I get? How do I decide? Will your it do tune? gnarly burnouts? How do yeah, I why, yeah, why, yeah. why a calibrated power solution <laughs> tune versus somebody else's? There's a lot of questions sure, that I've sure. got. So, I mean, we take all those all those uh, compromises that the customer is willing to make or not willing to take into account as we're designing the tune. Right? So there's different scenarios that you would encounter while you're driving. You have your, what I would call normal, everyday, unloaded, driving to work setup, right? Where you want great power, you're not going to tow with the truck, but you want the safeties in there just because you're going to put 100,000 or 150,000 miles on this truck or more. And there's no reason not to use the safeties that the factory has. And when I say safeties, I mean things that are going to jump in and start to pull power if inlet air temps get too hot, obviously not retard, um, catalyst temperatures, that sort of thing. So that would be like your, your daily driver, your sport tune, right? And that's pushing the truck hard, but not taking the safeties out of it. Of course, you have your, your guys who are towing, right? When you're towing with a truck, you want very tame right? The, the trucks are uh, designed to tow at gross vehicle weight. And as such, they have all the factory safeties in and they have re very reasonable power asks out of the truck to keep them safe for a long time towing at gross vehicle weight. And what we say to guys is, you know, <laughs> you, you have to understand that that overhead is built into the platform. And by overhead, I mean the extra cooling, the extra uh, durability in the drive line that's built in there is is there for when you're towing. So, the heavier you're towing, the closer to gross vehicle weight, the less power, the less additional torque the truck can handle, right? And so we have our tow tune that's just a little bit, a little bit edgier than factory, but um, 
you know, 30, 40 horsepower, that sort of deal. So your, your tune actually, you know, your tow tune actually is for towing. I think that, you yes. know, there's a lot of tuners yes. out there that have sport and tow and, you know, eyes in the back of your head, but people don't really know how to use them, even though they might be called that, or there's not that much difference in the settings. So I, I think it's really important to impress upon people that you guys have, you're using the Ford technology that's already in the platform to your advantage to keep the engine safe, but also your power levels are specific to what the truck's activities are. You don't want to be on the highest power level all the time. Of course not. So, I mean, you have a um, great point there. I mean, Ford has these back downs in first and second gear. They have back downs on the shift. Um, there's all these things to protect the powertrain. And as you're working the truck hard, you know, the harder you're working the truck, that is the bigger load behind it and the more heat and the more altitude you throw at it. You know, all those, all those tough things the truck has to deal with, the more of those safeties you want active. And in the tow tune, we are well aware of that, right? We want a nice, smooth truck, something that responds easily on the throttle, something you can trust, something that's going to back down if it gets hot. You're not going to have to drive with the gauges or worry or have your wife yelling at you the next time you go to order parts because you broke something this time, right? So let's talk about uh, you guys have something that's called Smart Octane, which I think is actually a really cool feature that uh, I'm not sure if every tuner uh, takes that into account. The platform itself um, has a nice octane sensing system built into it. So the EcoBoost is one of the one of the few platforms that from the factory has a wideband O2 sensor. If you guys are in the hot rod market, if you're in the aftermarket, you don't run high performance boosted applications without running a wideband O2 sensor, right? It's just smart. So <laughs> acronym. <laughs> um, <laughs> So because the factory has this technology and because the factory has such sensitive, you know, knock detection hardware, it's constantly looking for, is there excessive noise and combustion, right? And as it hears that extra noise and combustion, it's either adding or taking away timing and it, it's, it's got a ramp rate that it works at. So it, it, if it's adding timing in, it's changing this global offset and we can affect that global offset. And what I mean by that is we can change the whole timing curve or parts of the timing curve to globally offset if it learns, hey, there's good fuel in this thing. I'm able to add timing. Great. Let's change the base timing a little bit. Let's globally and, and offset. You can do things. that without changing the tune at all. The tune is actually will detect are you on eighty seven or are you on ninety two yeah. and give you the power accordingly, which I think is is really smart because you know there might be a, a guy out there who lends his truck to a buddy and they put the cheapest fuel in after they move their uh you know their hutch. Yeah. Or their, uh, exactly. you know, to, to their, their apartment or whatever. But we're, we're, by the way, that's why people should have tonneau covers so that your friends cannot borrow your trucks. Oh, it's I, my bed. I can't put anything, you know, anything in there. Right. Lockable tonneau covers, throw the key away. Yes, exactly. exactly. I don't know how to get into my bed. Um, but anyway, but to protect you from uh, from your, your, your cheap bastard of a friend uh, putting cheap gas in, you won't have to worry about there being an issue because the, the, the computer will still be able to sense what octane you're putting in there. Exactly. So as a computer learns that you got poor fuel in the truck, it's going to change the timing and it's going to change the maximum load available to the truck. So yes, you won't be able to make the same power that we advertise on high octane fuel, but that's for your own benefit. Does the computer fight your tune at all? Meaning you're trying to get more out of the truck and does the does the ECM say, whoa, 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 I don't like this new tune? Like, how does that work? What are you fighting as you're as you're reprogramming the ECM? 
when you first jump into tuning these and when we first jumped into tuning these, yes, we experienced that. Like, this is frustrating. We're asking more out of this truck and it's not giving it to us. You know, after working with the platform for months, you start to learn there's reasons why it's fighting you. Right. And then as you understand what those reasons are, you realize they're actually pretty smart reasons why it's fighting you. Um, and then you can understand what those limitations are and work with those limitations and work with, you know, understand those safeties and incorporate them into the tune file, because that's really that's really what the customer wants. Right. You didn't buy an F-150 to go out and drag race it on the weekends and work on it. You, you, you brought it because you want to drive it to work. You want to use it, use it for the family, you know, that sort of thing. In a, in a more real sense, no, the, I would not say the tune file or the, the ECU is fighting you. It's very smart and it has a lot of sensors and it's constantly, you know, sniffing. It wants to know, hey, is this okay? Is this not okay? Do I need to back down? It's clever. You just got to work with it. So you're adding 100 horsepower with your tune. How does the transmission like it? God, I love the 10R80. It's nasty. Great trans. It's such, a, it's such a great trans. It's funny, in sport mode on a Raptor, on a stock Raptor, you can feel that thing just kick you right in the butt every time it shifts. Oh, really? It's awesome. Okay. Yeah. It's such a bad machine, yeah. I mean, and on the you know, on the race files, and we're looking to get the most out of them, uh, we're, we're working in the TCM uh, quite a bit to get, you know, shift crispness up to get the uh, truck to defuel as Does minimal include, as possible. Does that include when you're using the paddles on, say, a Raptor? So if a guy who is out in the desert really whomping on it, is he going to get that same additional shift quality by doing it manually? Yes, yes. Uh, there's Definitely shift, doing the Lord's uh, work over there, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, i got to give the, the engineers at uh, Ford Performance, you know, they, they, they got a lot of time invested in that platform. They got a lot of time invested in those different shift patterns. And they, they work. I mean, you, when you are using the truck in those different environments, it's cool. You know, try them out. Like the shift points are really set up to make the truck easy to drive. And it's fun. Yeah, sport and Baja mode, lots of fun. Now this exactly. tune, Nick, this, the the tune works across the entire EcoBoost uh, model year range. I mean, from new to old or to, to current model. So is that, is that technical? Yeah, from, from new to old, we're constant. <laughs> old, old to new, whatever. <laughs> yeah. and, we're, we're truck guys first, you know. So we're adding the truck stuff first. Um, the 2011 to 2020 F-150 stuff is up. Uh, 3.5 liter, 2.7 liter, and then the Raptor, of course. Um, as we're coming across, as we're getting asked and have local availability on, um, for instance, we have a Ranger right now that we've had for a few weeks that we're tinkering with. Um, so getting the hang of that platform and just understanding if, what, what idiosyncrasy, idiosyncrasies there are to the 2.3 liter with the 10 speed compared to the 3.5 with the 10 speed um, and seeing if there's any, anything weird with that controller. But uh, as those platforms come along, we continue to add them right now. All the truck stuff is up. And you're getting the same gains out of the 2.7? The 2.7 liter is a pretty strong setup as well. Um, we're not getting quite as much out of it. To put things in perspective a little bit, like on the on the 3.5 liter, we're seeing almost 500 rear wheel horsepower on a race file. Now this is pushing the thing. This is uh, with the uh, a little bit of ethanol in it as well. So I didn't, we didn't even touch on this yet, right? This the adaptive, the smart technology. Um, we've enabled the ability of the uh, the ECU to detect if there's any E85 in it. So we can further, you know, ask for more more boost. Um, run the truck at a little bit higher timing level when you have that E85, that alcohol in it. Um, but you know, we'll see, we'll see up towards that 500 rear wheel horsepower mark on the on the full race setup on the 3.5. On the 2.7, 
you're looking more in the 430, 440 range. Okay. I mean, is that all? You that's can't a, do better than that, that's Nick? A, that's a lot of horsepower for, <laughs> so, for a grocery getter. So disappointed well, in you. So I want to talk about so the, the, the Ford F-150. Do kiss your mom with those lips. <laughs> Jesus, so, the, so, the, so the Ford F-150, now the Raptor is is a probably heavily modified uh, truck, but the the Ford F-150 not the most modified truck. There are a, it's the most popular what truck on the road. What are you trying to say? I'm just saying I wonder how many guys all of them will throw this tune. Every Ford, every F150 that I see, yeah. is bone stock. What? There are guys no. I know there there there's Whoa. Facebook groups and all the uh, truck I, show podcast at gmail.com for anybody who wants to uh, <laughs> respond to I'm not talking about lightning saying that F150s are all stock. I'm just saying. You literally live in Southern California yeah. that has the highest per capita of A, F-150s, and B, modified F-150s. Not, I mean, like, no. a lot of mods. You're, you're, no, you're jaded because you see so many Raptors, you don't even notice all the regular F-150s that are modded. Is that, is that yeah, what you're saying? 100%. Hmm. Yes. Huh. <laughs> We're having a moment you'll here, start, Nick. Okay. You'll start noticing, like, yeah. you'll, you'll be on the lookout now. You'll be like, oh, is that an EcoBoost badge? Thank little, you. Little chrome exhaust on that? Did uh-huh. I see that? Uh-huh. But I mean... These tuned trucks, they don't look like anything, right? You're, you're a Jeep guy. Rad. Maybe you're used you're to stealth. looking at 30, 33-, 35-inch tires like, oh, yeah, that guy's into it, you know. But these guys, they're stealth. They're, yeah, exactly. I love it. They're so flying under the radar. I got a 2018-2019 Ford F-150, and I put your tune in it. Did I just kiss my factory warranty goodbye? Um, yeah, I mean, if you're going to take those higher power levels into your hands, um, of course, there's, you know, if you run into a powertrain concern, the dealer can look back and see, hey, you know, there's there's evidence here. So those trucks of, do uh, leave a footprint in the ECU when they are um, when they do have a tune. Regard not just you guys, but anytime that there's been when a, you rewrite a tune something yeah. on the ECM, okay? Because some of the newer ones they leave a footprint. Pretty much all new ECMs out there in the marketplace now have uh, checksum verification numbers. You know, the CDN history. And they're they're looking to see what what the last so many files were that were flashed into the ECU. I'm just disappointed. Factory files or not? That Lightning would even bring up warranty concerns. We're talking about power here, pal. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> you'd be surprised how many guys care. They're like, uh, they're, they do. They're, it's sixty thousand dollar truck. Listen, they're gonna they're gonna be attracted to Nick's tune. Absolutely. They're gonna want the power. Absolutely. They've got they've got thirty fives, maybe even thirty sevens on on their, on their truck, uh-huh. and they're like, yeah. the truck's a lot slower, a lot more rotating mass. As far as the warranty stuff goes, you know. In the situation, if you get yourself in one of these situations where you're going to get your your CVN stuff tested, this isn't coming in for an oil change. This isn't I got an axle seal out. This isn't my seat panels rattling. Right, like you probably caused some pretty catastrophic damage that looks out of the way of um, normal Ford wear and tear. Right, um, you always have the opportunity to flash the truck back to stock. Um, not that I advocate trying to go around warranty stuff. If you caused it, then you should should be on you. But uh, you know, it's not like you're going to have that data pulled for no good reason. What's going to happen when tuners are eventually locked out of ECUs, or will that never happen? That's already the, started to happen. Well, Toyotas Ford, and so the Ford, the new Ford F two fifty, the twenty twenty. I'm hearing mm-hmm. that guys are locked out the same way they were with the Duramax L five P. Now they eventually got in, but in kind of a roundabout way. Yeah. What's the yeah. future of tuning as you see it, Nick? future of tuning as i see it i think i think as so long as there is internal combustion engines and turbocharged platforms you're going to see tuners find a way right the the market is not going away there's a lot of pressure 
in the marketplace to find those ways into the ECU. I mean, take the L5P, for instance, the workaround on tuning L5Ps, um, you know, to get into that ECU or the ZR1, you know, any, any of those newer GM platforms, it's you know, quite a bit of money, uh, $4,000 plus, right? There's still, there's still market pressure there. People are still doing it. Is it going to become more expensive? Most likely. Um, I think as the years move on, you know, there'll be other ways in. Uh, similar things were said about trucks, the LML, for instance, which is now very easily tunable, um, was unable to be, you know, tuned for a couple of years when it first came out. Right, as well, long as those engines are around. I, I, I feel like I, I made a, a depressing topic. I know. Topic, I, yeah, I'm so. going to bring us back up. Well, I'm you, waiting, no, no, no. I was waiting for him to say, I'm going to even tune the Tesla, you know, Cybertruck. Like, I'm, I wanted that kind of excitement. Like, F the man, I'm going to tune it. Uh-huh. That's what I was looking for. Want, yeah. Do you want that excitement? I got a, I got a cool <laughs> one for you. Okay. I I have I bought three Tesla drive units. Um, we're working on building longitudinal adapters to put them in traditional applications, Ooh. so retrofit style, right? See, all right. Holman? All right. Well, I was thinking you go, that you Holman. got all Debbie Downer on us. Right. And, all right. I, I love electric power, man. It's it's unreal. It's it is the future. It's it is the benchmark of when I am tuning a gas vehicle or a diesel vehicle. If I can get power delivery closest to the way my Tesla delivers power, I have done something right. Man, Tesla's infiltrating the Truck Show podcast on a regular you. basis. Now, days. you don't own one, do you? Do you own a Tesla? Hell yeah, I do. Oh, my God. See? They're What's happening to our in. world? Well, can I, I listened to your guy Ryan the other day uh, talking about the Rivian. <laughs> yeah. That guy's on to something, man. I, I know. Ryan, Ryan's listening right now, I guarantee you. And uh, <laughs> that, that dude, a little bit of a wild man, not going to yeah. lie. He's a little bit of a wild card, but yeah. he's got excitement yeah. about it. And uh, I feel the same way, driving the Tesla, feeling the power. Understanding the power delivery, the battery technology, the way things are moving. I mean, in the regulatory pressure, of course, nobody's going to deny that's out there. If we can find an easy way to make big torque, big power, that's what the aftermarket's about. Well, and Eventually, listen, your experience with electric vehicles is helping you to understand how to make better internal combustion engines for enthusiasts. So I'm totally fine with that. If it's if it's influencing you going, hmm, how can I make this more like that for more enjoyable and more performance? <laughs> I, can, I can get on board. Which, but man, hold on a second. Which Tesla do you have? I'd say three. Do you think? No, no. I think he's got the S. Drum, you guys drum roll. Get the model number. I mean, if you're going to take guesses here, at least give me a model number, right? Like, you, you do drum roll. Oh yeah, yeah. I hold think on. we should yeah, do drum, drum roll. roll. And the answer. Nick is driving I, a Tesla model. Model S P90D. Oh, dude, hey, boss, wow. the baller one. Baller. Dual dual motor P90. So how's that ludicrous dual motor. mode? Well, three dual point, ludicrous plus, man. Three point oh, yeah, two seconds. <laughs> All wheel drives. What is it? Yeah, yeah. It's not the it's not the one hundred, so it's not the full nasty. Uh, that's and pretty close, to be honest, though. My wife stole it from me, and she drives it most days. <laughs> now let me ask. So Nick, did you feel you've been a tuner for so many years? You've been a guy that's yes. deep, 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 deep in diesel. Did you feel dirty? Getting a Tesla, or were you like, no, nah, I'm going to jump in because it's future? And- or do you have a license plate that says my other truck is a big nasty diesel? It's coming, man. I don't know. <laughs> I, I really, I am, I'm for whatever is the best power delivery method. I mean, I, I call me you are platform agnostic or whatever. I, I, I am agnostic as yeah. far as a platform. I All really right. don't care. I'm not married to the rumble. I'm not married to the sound. All right. I think what I want is something that puts power down and torque down immediately when I look at the throttle. And that platform is just, that's what it's built for. How do you feel about guys that are married to the rumble, the sound, the smoke? 
are you familiar with uh, like what was that Pavlov's dogs or yes. whatever where they yeah, where they ring drooling? the bell? Yeah, yeah. I mean, eventually the bell will stop ringing, but the food will keep coming. So that's, it, I mean, that's the electric. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is deep, my friend. <laughs> well, Once you experience it, you know that's, that's I know. what it's about. I know. All right, can can we? Can we pivot? Because there's one other thing I want to talk to you about, and that's yeah. that you guys are taking a 52 freaking horsepower Mahindra d- diesel four-cylinder yes. and turning it up to 200 horsepower with your upgrade your no, adventure package. No, you're not. Yes. No, he's not. Yes. Nobody's not. How ridiculous. <laughs> it's, How ridiculous. It's, that is one of those things that is stupid freaking fun. Like, it's such a dumb idea. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so ridiculous that it's awesome. It's, 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 it's so rad that it's rad. That's how rad that is. Is it? It's a triple? It's a triple. <laughs> Tri- triple red. Triple red. Mark that down. I got it. Hashtag. I'm doing it now. <laughs> what, I, I saw that movie, by the way, things? Triple Red. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, if, you drive one of these, if you drive one of these Mahindra Rock Source stock, you know how ridiculous it is. I mean, it, it, I, can't I can't even believe... imagine what 200 horsepower. Okay. So those things stock, they don't weigh anything, right? And it's basically. Yeah. A, so it's a wannabe. pounds. It's a wannabe yeah, Jeep, right? Yeah. No, it's not a wannabe Jeep. I still no, think it's I, a wannabe but Jeep. But stop. But you have. See, but that you're. That's fake news. That's disinformation. Mahindra has been building Jeeps in India ever since World War II under license from Jeep. And over the oh. years, this is like your um, this is like your weird cousin that you only see like once every 10 years at a family reunion yes. mm-hmm. that sort of yes. branched out from a different family tree. But if you did the DNA test, you'd still have some stuff in common. And maybe, yeah, maybe they do have that lazy eye that looks off in the other way. And, 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 and maybe, I make them sit at the maybe, other end of the table. And maybe their torso is longer than their <laughs> legs. And it's weird, right? Like, yeah. like maybe that's who they are. But you're still freaking related. I can't get over the missing earlobe, though. Yeah, that's just because they came from, you know, there's some sort of like a nuke plant nearby or gotcha. something like that. It was just contaminated. You're still related. You're still related. <laughs> yeah. You can't get away from it. So, so those things that don't weigh anything. And that little engine is super torquey. And it's fun. Like, you will drive a Rocksaur. And you'll probably chirp it in second or third, and you'll giggle because it's stupid. And you're like, this is so much dumb fun, and it reminds you of a CJ5 back in the day. You know, it's just – it's. But let me ask you. There's a nostalgia so to how you drive I want to ask Nick the same thing. Can-Am side-by-side or Roxor? Oh, God. that's a bit, Those are two different markets, man. That's, no, but I see it. But the, but I'd both, go Roxor. Hold on a second. But they're both sold to the guy for a ranch or for off-roading because you can't get a license – to drive a rock store on road. So they are the Arizona. same thing. Arizona. Yeah, I, my, my kids have, I'm, I'm a guy with two kids or I got a, a eight year old and seven year old. They would rather be in the rock store, less wild, less out of control. But it's way cooler. Um, it's the same it, reason that Jeeps are cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it just is. an it's, old exactly. school. For all the reason people love old Jeeps. Exactly, the it's the open the air. It's the old school seating position. It's the actual metal around you, not tubes of like plastic panels riveted to them. It's just, it's just something visceral about how an old Jeep is. And the, the rocks yes. are sort of the same thing. And and the the big old you know donkey shifter and the clutch throw <laughs> that's about four hundred feet long. And and you're just exactly. there's just it's just awesome. I don't you know whatever like UTVs whatever. Give me the keys to a rock store. But now freaking Nick two hundred horsepower, dude. Like okay, let's talk this through because because this let's is talk unfathomable this a little bit. Yes, the 52 horsepower is is not fun, in my opinion. I was not impressed with the vehicle. <laughs> like, sure, you can feel every bump you go over, and if you park it, people come and want to know what it is. But 52 horsepower is not okay in my book. So first, we take it and we we tune it, and we get up to about 115, 120 rear wheel horsepower with just a tune. 
So that's how much it's overhead. Good. But why did they well, hold on a second, Nick? Why did they leave so much on the table? I, I am not a Mahindra engineer or marketing guy or legal, but I'm guessing it's a combination of safety regulations, uh, the amount of catalyst they would have had to put on it if the horsepower was higher. And I don't know, they had that engine available for cheap. They have two variants in India. One is 60, one's rated at 62 horse. The other is 104 horse. Mm. In my opinion, they should have gone with the 104 horse engine, but maybe liability because kinda... they're going to the UTV market. Yeah. And that's probably why who knows. Right. I mean, there's, Maybe maybe you can get uh, Roxor proper on to tell you why they chose to well, put. Well, I do know a, some people over there. <sighs> yeah, go they, they do advertise with your <laughs> uh, company here. We could uh, easily get some Roxor folks on. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll play go. nice. <laughs> what but, are but you, at 115 hater? horse, it's fun, man. With with the just tuned, it makes it like it makes it enjoyable. It makes it as fun as a Jeep. You know, it, it actually keeps up. You can drive it at okay. speed. But you um, did that tune, and we know you, and yeah. you went, that's not enough. Hold my beer. Yeah, yeah, so now what? It's a UTV market. People are going to spend a pile of money to do stupid stuff. Like, that's <laughs> what they do with UTV, Love right? It. That's, that's, it's a toy. So they're going to spend money on turbos. They're going to spend money on intercoolers. Speaking of which, the stock rock store doesn't have an intercooler. No way. Yes Somewhere way. Somewhere Gail Banks is cringing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, have to make a call tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're they're in rough shape from the factory, so the inlet air temps are out of control. You know, once you put once you tune them, of course things get hot pretty quick. And like we talked about in the EcoBoost, going fast for seven seconds or ten seconds is different than going fast for a, a long period of time, and it's a lot harder on things to use that power up there when you don't have an intercooler and you can't keep the thing cool. So, so we did an upgraded turbocharger, stealth turbocharger, and we did an intercooler kit. And of course, a little more fuel in the fuel pump as well. And that's going from 115 to 200 of the tire, which is, 200 which is great. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's 400 foot pounds too, right? Dude. And it's 2,900 pounds. Let so. me put it in perspective. If if was the Roxor weigh fifteen hundred pounds, seventeen hundred pounds? No, it's it's approaching three thousand. Is it it's that not heavy? As light as you think? Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. Well, then throw my idea out the window. I was going to say, <laughs> look at like a, a Volkswagen Passat TDI, which probably weighs in the neighborhood of thirty eight, yeah, thirty seven hundred pounds, something like that. And that thing only has you know a hundred and something horsepower and like two hundred and sixty eight torque or something like that. Imagine yeah. in a Roxor, and by the way, that Passat's a, they're fun to drive. Like those TDI cars are are a blast. Imagine yeah. like another 60, 70 horsepower and another 150, 170 pound feet of torque. Like oh, in, yeah, in that car, let alone a rock store that is just like ancient, ancient bones. <laughs> With you better have both hands on the wheel. Solid you axles. Have both hands on the wheel. Narrow track. <laughs> like, I don't know though. There's uh, You can buy a 2019 Kawasaki Ninja H2 that's got 228 horsepower. Hey, Nick's not done yet, pal, okay? I know, right? <laughs> so you need to at least beat a two-wheeled vehicle, my friend. <laughs> I, I just wanted to make it so the guys with rock stores would be able to keep up with the guys with Jeeps. You know, uh, that's, that's fair. They're going yeah. to be concerned about that. I, I, that's good. I like that. I mean, so it sounds like, all right, so, so you guys are upgrading the turbo. You got the RX41 Stealth Turbo, custom yep. intercooler, and then you yep. have switch-on-the-fly tuning. Your... Yeah, so we allow you to go between factory stock, and then we got five power levels up to, uh, you know, depending on that's when what you hand the you have uh, down to the truck. That's what when you hand your keys to your kid and you turn it down to one. You're like, hey, yeah, uh... hide, the, hide the switch, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you guys are also doing a uh, their manuals, obviously uh, available. Yeah. Uh, South yep. Bend clutch in there as well, which is pretty cool. 
Yeah, yeah, you got to have the upgrade. I mean, you're talking about, I think our man made 52 horse. I want to say I made 115 foot pounds of torque. So I don't, it doesn't feel right to make that plural. That's like, <laughs> it's <laughs> almost a singular yeah. torque unit. It's almost a singular <laughs> torque unit, exactly. By the way, torque so unit uh, opening up at the, uh, the Roxy. The Roxy? Yeah, Tonight, yeah, 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 yeah that's crazy. So. Yep. Torque unit. <laughs> hey, so talk us through the process of uploading a tune. So for, for those of our audience that have never heard of a, an easy link or used one, how difficult is the process of adding a tune to your Roxor or your EcoBoost? So the Roxor is a send your ECM to us and we flash it on site and we send you a switch so you can go between all the power levels from there. The Roxor is not easy link friendly yet and they're working on that. But the EcoBoost is, is very simple. And I, I struggle to describe easy link without using the word easy six times. <laughs> so I'm going to do my best. You're, you're going to get a unit, plug it into your OBD2 port, download an app to your phone. Using that app, you're going to go through and create an account, and then you'll have profiles available, and you'll follow the, the you'll select a profile and follow the instructions from there. So you can flash the truck the day you get, you know, the day you get your hardware. You don't have to read a file off and send it out, wait for it to come back. Transmission tuning. So a big part of our EcoBoost push is TCM tuning. Um, anybody who knows adding torque widening up, fattening a torque curve, you want to be able to take advantage of that. You want to be able to lug it, right? Like the whole draw of the diesel truck of the diesel platform is that wide torque curve, that ability to pull through a gear without having to downshift. You know, that's where the mileage comes from. So we, we take advantage of the wider torque curve and that gas direct inject motor as well. So that TCM tuning is there for you as well that first day. And I know you're not uh, an EasyLink <laughs> spokesperson, but sure. what, what does EasyLink have that, because there have been flash tuners for over a decade and all of a sudden, EasyLink owns the market in in the in in the course of two and a half years. Why? Basically, it's a conspiracy. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the reason that tuners love EasyLink, and that this is the answer I think you're looking for. The reason tuners love EasyLink is because if we ever want to do updates, if we are and we and we love doing updates because we drive the stuff that we tune, and inevitably we find new parameters and find new new tips, new tricks. Um, you know try new parts combinations, et cetera. So we want those those setups to be available to our customers. And with EasyLink, I can make any tune available to all my customers with one click. Well, that sounds pretty easy. That's a good reason. <laughs> That's a good, and and yes. why, did, it's crazy that no one had done this before them. I know, isn't it crazy? And does it, does it, does well, it, does it, does it bug there you? there enters the conspiracy. But Nick, does it bug you that, I mean, you could have done it. You're a smart guy. You've got the background. Why, what did, what now did Now you're shaming have? him? No. <laughs> but I'm, I'm being shamed into, no. No, but I'm saying it's one of those things where probably you said, wow, someone could have done this a while ago, but they didn't. Yeah, I think a lot of the, you know, EFI Live HP tuners, a lot of the traditional um, SCT, I don't know who else I want to lump in this bucket, right? But these businesses started as guys who were tuners and who are, um, you know, have a certain level of um, certain style of business, right? They're not designing a tool that's going to be uh, tuned business friendly. Whereas EasyLink went into this business with the idea that how do we best serve our tuners? I think that's the mission. That's their, you know, the goal that the other guys didn't start with. And that's why EasyLink got there so much faster. Interesting. I would have thought it would come from the, the consumer. It was easy for me as the guy uploading the tune, but it's not the case. The tuners got excited about it because the, it was so easy. The tuner easy. sells the tunes, yeah. yeah I mean, the okay. tuner picks his platform, you know, and that's, that's the thing that I think the others missed a little bit. And um, 
you know, hopefully they come around because there's some good tuning companies out there too. I mean, we use a bunch of other brands as well for different platforms, but it's, it's just, you know, your customers want your best stuff now. And that's, that's the platform for that. As a guy who's been tuning for I don't know, how many years? Well over a decade, right? How many yeah, years? 12 years. Okay. Does it, and you make really quality tunes. There are some guys out there that are hacks. Sure. How often do you have to repair tunes that other guys installed from their buddy or whatever? Or, or do you just give them the right tune to begin with? Yeah, I mean, we're in that we're in that market space. You know, we occasionally have to deal with that. I wouldn't say it's it's terribly often. Um, I think for the most part, people I don't want to say know better, but you, you know, they they're not they don't they're not eager to share that information with us. Um, they're they're not going to call us and, and necessarily bag on their previous tuner. They're probably just going to say, ho-hum, you know, I spent 450 they're, bucks. They're embarrassed is what you're bucks. saying. Exactly. Yeah. They're, they're embarrassed or whatever. Um, but we do, you know, we do see it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, I'm not out to shame my customers into buying my product. I don't want to make them feel bad about a previous purchase. You know, they, they got they is that the way you get customers to shame them? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Everybody's got to try something first. The podcast is turning on people today. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I think it makes a better customer. You know, let them, let them try a few different files and try a few different tunes well, to understand. Speaking yeah. of shaming, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll let you go. But uh, before, I, I just I have to give you a hard time about, uh, about this clip here. Yeah, Max. I mean that's just that's just an average squeeze in the throttle, and right there, sixty. Yeah, that'll get you out of any trouble right there. By the way, that's Nick, and they're in various EcoBoost trucks, and uh, he's sitting in the passenger seat, mm-hmm. and the driver is experiencing the tune that he has now installed, and they're all giggling like school children. But that is not what I'm going to bust him about. It's this right here. Yeah, got a good sound, doesn't it? It does. No, oh, no, no, EcoBoost no, makes no. a good sound. They sound like <laughs> awful <laughs> tractors with horrible firing orders. You realize Ford is pumping sounds through the sound system. You oh, Nick, Nick, what happened? I'm not going to tell the customer that they, <laughs> the sound they like is not something that they like. You can sort of see Nick's face. He's like, yeah, yeah, sure, sounds uh, great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yep. <laughs> So anyway, if you want to check out uh, the EcoBoost Tuning More Power, Better Drivability on YouTube, go to uh, the Duramax Tuner page, and then also uh, Duramax Tuner on Facebook. Uh, Also, these are the guys, Calibrated Powers, their their other uh, AKA, and... uh, Nick, thanks for coming on and sharing some of your uh, your tuning info. Now, with us. next time, actually pick a popular truck. Yeah, one that something... people are modifying. Yeah, don't pick something like a Ford F one fifty because there aren't that many of them on the road. You know what I mean? Uh, the un- the ever unpopular F one fifty. That's right. <laughs> Lightning Holman, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's been a blast. All right, you're awesome, the best. brother. All right, have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Nick. All right, see ya. Bye bye. Holman, word on the street is that uh, we've gotten some more five-star reviews. Is that Ooh, true? We got a whole mess of them. That is despite the fact that... Guys, i seen the suckage meter. Mm-hmm. You've yep. pinned the needle on this episode. Yeah. This time I agree with her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not, we are always We're the weakest off. link on this show. <laughs> we are the weakest link. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I have a name for a new podcast. Yeah, the weakest we link. We are the weakest link. Yeah. All right. What you got for me? Uh, you know, if we did that podcast, we should do uh, only guests that are much, much better than us mm-hmm. in every way. I mean, that's every show that Be- we do. Better looking, more information, uh, more personable. 
You understand that we're the anchor that drags this bo- this boat to the to the bottom of the sea, right? Or are we the anchor that keeps it from crashing into the shore? No. <laughs> we get us really close to the okay, shore. Okay, so here's what I don't understand. If we're that bad, why the do we ba- keep getting five-star reviews? Yeah. The bow of our boat is really beaten up. <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, not according to uh, Duke the Xterra. Mm, Duke the Xterra. Long-time listener. I started listening back when Fred Williams was on. I believe that was episode three. Real talk. The jingles at the beginning were 100% cringeworthy, but now I sing them every time they come on. Boo! <laughs> Looking forward to the future. Keep Boo, up the great work. Great. No! Cringeworthy. No, he says. What? Five stars. Oh, so sweet. Yeah, we won him over. Oh, nice. Five star review. Five stars. All right. McKinley uh, 6.0 leader says, uh, number 700. Mm-hmm. I don't really listen to podcasts, but this is something I look forward to every single week. I don't really listen to podcasts, but this is something. Well, wait, wait. So he says, I don't listen to podcasts. Oh, is that how he does? But when I do. Uh, He says, if you want to get all the automotive knowledge you could handle and have a blast doing it, then listen to the Truck Show podcast. Yeah, buddy. I thought for sure he was going to be like, listen to Finnegan and Friends or whatever. No. (laughs) No, no, he hashtag yeah, buddy. And he said. Okay, hold on a second. Yeah, buddy. And he says five stars. Five Five stars. stars. All right. We got one here from uh, JJS1989. Love the show. Started listening a few months ago, and I am hooked. I'm up to episode 63. Keep up the good work, guys. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. And five, five stars. stars. All right. And we've got one from the Zackinator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, the podcast saved my life. What? Yeah. Tell me more. He says, okay, the title of this review is a stretch. Okay. <laughs> this podcast didn't actually save my life. However, it did improve my quality of life by uh-huh. entertaining and educating me. Huh. Also, I found out about Max Grundy when he was on talking about his Dr. Pepper truck. I started following him on Instagram and bought one of his super sweet phone cases. No kidding. Which also improved my life. We need a commission of like 30 cents. <laughs> That's right. Thanks for the humor and great jingles. I find myself singing around the house. Keep up the good work and five stars. And he adds a yeah buddy in there. Oh. Yeah buddy. All right. We have one from uh, O, per open parentheses, 547. Open parentheses. <laughs> uh-huh. Five four seven, but he doesn't close it off. Oh, I'm. I feel uncomfortable. I, I do. Just, I, I know. I, I feel like he's. Uh, he's grammatically. He's, yeah. Anyway, I feel like I'm. I'm a hanging parenthesis. Uh, he says, "Great, what, no, hanging. What do you call it? A hanging Chad. A hanging Chad. He <laughs> says, uh, "Great show. Yeah. I like to listen to the truck podcast when I'm at work." And five, five stars. stars. Uh, how about a uh, gurney job? That one actually hurt. What happened? That was there? a good one. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, your hands are soft. <laughs> if you not, you haven't you didn't do the painting on your house. Are you joking me? Do you have any idea what I did to that freaking front door, dude? So there was my my house was built in '53. Uh-huh. Okay, oh like crap. It's not craftsman. I don't know what that is. It's a ranch. Yeah, is it ranch yeah, house? It's like a it's just like a freaking cracker box. Yeah. The point is though, under the stucco. So the stucco's kind of peeling off. The painter's like, you know, we need to go under the stucco in some yeah. places because it's falling off. Yeah. So I, I chisel under the stucco, uh-huh. and there's paint under the stucco. So the of guy, course. some lazy ass, didn't didn't want to repaint. He yeah. just restuccoed Stuccoed it. Yeah. So he didn't take it down to brown coat like you're supposed to. He just went over the top on the front door. Uh-huh. The front door. I got out my Harbor Freight heat gun, uh-huh. and I would go a little inch square at a time, uh-huh. and I would heat it up, and it would bubble up. And, and you would and, scrape, and I would scrape right, like just like cheese, uh-huh. and underneath. The I think it was underneath the white paint was how many layers? Gold, yeah. Brown, yeah. Mustard, yeah. Blue, red, and yellow. That's a lot of paint. That is crazy. That's why I peeled it up because I hate when painters just go and they do one more coat on top. So I started fresh. I went down to the wood. 
Well, Gurney Jock says, uh, despite us talking about things like food and houses. So my hands, by the way. Or your hands. Are, were blistered from that little putty knife just scraping at it. I'm going to high five you so hard on this one. All right. He it. says, uh, the source. Mm-hmm. I love this show. Oh. And five stars. That was a good one. Yeah. That, that, that didn't hurt your delicate little girl hands? No, I don't All have right. flower hands. Okay. Just checking. Uh, are they manly co- hands. Are they covered in uh, kitten fur? No. Kitten fur. <laughs> just oh, checking. that would be disgusting. <laughs> All right. Uh, this one here says, uh, this is from. D D D D D D D A twelve twelve. He says, uh, "Mounter your five star parameters, y'all." Mounter monitor key engine parameters. He says, "Great informative show about all things truck with plenty of knowledge and humor to go around. They might be based in Cali, but their knowledge and entertainment value covers the globe. Amazing podcast that makes my workday fly by." And Five stars. They may be based in Cali. All right, we'll do. We got a bunch more. We'll do one more here. Funny how much people hate like California. Oh, they well, they just I, hate us. Well, by the way, we hate her. We I, hate ourselves I would too. Hate, yeah, no, trust me. Yeah. We ain't happy. Yeah, yeah. No, this is uh, the only thing we got going on here is, is uh, weather. weather. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Uh, Mr. Big Red says, Lighting and Holman, been listening since episode 11. The content is definitely very entertaining and informative. You have the best podcast I listen to. Mount them Thank parameters. That's a lot of them. And five stars. Funny story about that is I have a friend who uh, started listening to the show recently. Mm. And she said, hey. I um, hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Did she really? No. She said. um, It's difficult to get through. No. It's thick. Nope. It's dense with information. Boy, are you guys bad. Yep. And unfunny. Maybe. Oh, did she really? You know what she also said? Did she really say those things? No. She said, what is mounted parameters? (laughs) So- I am the one that always brings it up I off know. air, and I say, Holman, we should, should every so often, it. we should explain it, nope. and you're like, nope, it's an inside joke. I love inside jokes. No, so no, no, I- no, 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 that's not quite correct. I said it's an inside joke for those who have been with us the longest. And, by the way, we're only at episode 110. At 100, we, we, we re-explain it and have the original clip. So it's not that long ago that somebody would be brought up to speed. I just don't like making people work for things, you know? That's not work. Just listen to the show. But maybe they started listening on 105 and they don't have time to go back. Well, maybe they'll go on Facebook and ask somebody. Okay. Or the Instagram. The Instagram. At Truck Show Podcast, by the mm-hmm. way. You should, uh, should go there. Mounted parameters. You know where else you should go? Where? You should go to uh, the Apple Podcast app and give us five stars or subscribe that or would share. Be... Tell your friends. All that good stuff. That would be very cool. We don't ask. You know, it's not like every YouTuber you go on is like, smash the like button and uh, subscribe and all that. And we don't do that enough. We should do it more? Uh, I mean, not every episode, but I think that we should remind you guys. How about this? How about this? Please do go to the Apple it, Podcast. It, no, 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 hold on. At, what? No, here we go. Here we go. In reverence for lightning's sensitive hands, please gently push the subscribe button. No? No. Why smash it? Don't hurt your computer. Just click. Uh, click I mean, on subscribe. Yeah. Tell your friends. I mean... Mostly tell your friends. Mostly. A lot. Like, yeah. I'll do that. And share the episode because you can go down to uh, the wherever you listen, whether it's uh, on Google or Spotify or whatever. Just uh, share. But what if I'm on Pandora? Share. What if I'm on Spotify? Share. What if I'm on iHeart? Tell your friends. What if I'm on Radio.com? You are. What if I'm on Stitcher? Do it. Huh. All those places. And more. <laughs> yeah. And more. By the way, I looked at... Uh, we are have been downloaded in something like 120 countries. Dude, I got to tell you, I was pretty stoked uh, yesterday morning when I want, went on, on my little speaker app, uh-huh. SPKR. I was telling you about them. Okay. So speaker is a... Um, uh, it's hand-curated podcasts mm-hmm. and they will lift segments of popular podcasts four minutes worth and try and get you hooked on them and then get you in, to subscribe oh, to the podcast that's that's the uh that's hand, the jam yeah hand curated podcasts and okay. we're in there 
What? Yeah. They chose us? I mean, when you search for us, we're in there. This seems odd, right? Yeah, it actually kind of does seem odd. It's kind of cool. Wait, so somebody that's not us said or likes us that has say and told other people like us? I think so. Is that how that works? I believe so. I think that's how that must have happened. Hey, you know what our uh, second most listened to country is? Australia. No. Canada. Yes. Yeah. Number three. So what's our third? Australia. Okay. And then the UK. Really? Followed by New Zealand. What? Yeah. Isn't that kind of weird? Like a lot of people in New Zealand are listening to us. But how about the furthest away? Uh, Well, so here's what's weird. Okay. So I want to hear from somebody in New Zealand mm-hmm. and how you found us. Because I've been in New Zealand. Amazing country. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just like, to me, that there's more people in New Zealand than, let's say, Germany or the Netherlands hmm. or France listening to us. Um, we have been downloaded, uh, I just checked, 133 countries. Wow. Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. I think uh, we have a lot of our, uh, a lot of thanks going to our military friends uh, overseas. Oh, sure. And like, I'm sure the last 30 are like, you know, onesie twosie downloads. Here's here's the countries that uh, have downloaded us one time. Okay. All right. Uh, Luxembourg. Oh. Kazakhstan. Yeah. Guadalupe. Yeah. Uh, New Caledonia. Where is I that? don't know where old Caledonia is. <laughs> uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Algeria. Somebody in Venezuela. Uh, Nigeria, Zambia, Malta, Monaco, uh, Palestinian territory, Maldives. Oh, my God. Uh, Guyana, uh, Republic of Moldova, uh, Granada, French Polynesia. Is this you just download in French Polynesia? Is this us showing off or do, no, does anyone I just care say, about this no, no, list? No, I'm fascinated. It's just weird. Macedonia, Samoa, and Miramar. Look, they have Myanmar. trucks. They have trucks in all these countries. I know, but it's just why? Why you're why us? Know. Yeah, I guess why so. Us? I think so. By accident, maybe. Think, Is that why it's only said, one? Yeah, it's one per country. Yeah, <laughs> or somebody was traveling and they listened that week or something. Total, total accident. All right. Well. God bless you. Well, you know what? If you're in one of those countries and you happen to stumble upon the Truck Show podcast, we are deeply sorry. <laughs> Especially after this episode. Yeah. We're sorry. Mm-hmm. We're sorry. And for those of you that have been listening for quite some time. I cannot believe you've lasted this long. Yeah. Easy, Gallus. <laughs> seriously. That's, All right. Well, hey. Uh, pretty aggressively hates us. How about on that note, we uh, we uh, get the, uh, the heck out of here yeah. and uh, close this one out. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. And please do give us those five stars on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. Oh, oh. And don't forget to hit us up on our socials at Truck podcast on twitter and at truck show podcast <laughs> why'd you leave with that facebook and instagram you screwed up and you were gonna nope, say no truck way. show podcast not at all and you just went truck nope. podcast and you nope. were like nope not at all 100 wrong you are we are a truck show on every format except for twitter no we're not we're truck show podcast truck show podcast <laughs> you screwed up i did you God screwed damn up it. <laughs> uh you know what if you want to uh talk to us more about screwing up Tell us uh, what you think. 657-205-6105 or yeah. in person March 7th and 8th at the uh, Four Wheeler Adventure Expo where we will give you t-shirts, we will give you stickers, and we will give you selfies, and we will give you moments of our time. I think so. Probably. And you know who made that possible? Nissan. Nissan. They, they, they give us the energy we need to continue to bring you fantastic content. And you know what else they give us? What? Transportation. Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> and a solid, reliable truck with a five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Check out those 2020s at your Nissan dealer, NissanUSA.com. Does that mean that uh, the 
any 19s left over are like going cheap. Uh, you should probably get down and uh, check them out because those are uh, damn good trucks. Yeah. That should be their slogan. Damn good trucks? Damn good trucks. Hmm. Uh, okay, and then if you got a damn good truck, you need a damn good cargo solution, uh, check out our friends over at decked.com. And uh, if you've got a, uh, I don't know, maybe it's your third car in the garage. Mm-hmm. that uh, The one that keeps breaking has got the check engine light. That yeah, just the keeps one your teenager's it. driving or something. Oh, yeah. And uh, whatever they do with it. And it's got that amber check engine light. It's driving it's just, completely mad. And then they took the duct tape. And they didn't want you to know, so they just duct taped over it so that there's a, a strange orange glow coming from behind the, the cluster, but Who nobody knows do why. That? Seriously, do I know, people do uh, that? Yes, absolutely. I know people. Oh, you I'm are like, that guy, aren't no, you? No, no, I hate I hate oh. check engine lights. No, which is why I totally have a Nova stuff because I go through and clear those suckers out. I can't stand a check engine light. And in fact, out of all the years of building magazine project vehicles, my pride was always saying that I could hand the keys to anybody and they could drive it with no explanation, no lights, nothing weird. Yeah. And uh, I got into a few of our projects over the years where there was just a piece of electrical tape right over the light. That sucks. It's wrong. It's super wrong. So instead of putting your uh, electrical tape over it, just head over to Nova.com. Check out their uh, OBD2 scanning and diagnostic and reset tools. Check out their... Uh, library of how those things get fixed and then get rid of it you don't use the electrical tape on like something good like not getting electrocuted use electrical tape the way it's meant to be used for patching tires oh that's a good one <laughs> yeah you know uh for patching tires i'm more of a duct tape guy are you now yeah yeah that's a smart move uh i'm not even joking but we actually patched a tire once on one of our of the year tests with duct tape with duct tape true story i'm glad i wasn't in that car <laughs> <laughs>